This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, unable to beat Manly with the ball, the Broncos resort to sweeping the leg. In a great show of respect for Indigenous round, not a single gram of white powder showed up over the weekend. Undoubtedly, the best shots of the round were taken at the Twill Nation meetup on Saturday afternoon. Plus, we look back at all of the action from round 10 of the 2017 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 255 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And uh, welcome again to the listeners, and uh, hello to the listeners that aren't on social media that we met on Saturday afternoon, which uh, it was good to see. It was fantastic to see. And uh, yeah, and it's good to, I mean, because the, the El Loco one is not all, not all, but mostly like 99% people that um, yeah, you recognise from Twitter and stuff like that. Mm. Whereas this one was it was great. It was like there might be like one person in a group of friends that was on social media, and then like the rest of them were like, not even on there. That's it. So it was good. It was shout good out to the guys, and yeah, and a good cross section. And shout out to guys as well who can be friends since high school. Yeah, and even when one of your mates is a filthy, dirty state trader, yeah, can remain civil <laughs> and accept him, you know, into your friendship group almost as friendship charity. <laughs> you know, top blokes, each and every one. But yeah, it was good. To, it was good to uh, catch up with uh, our King Levius. I was in such a fucking good mood that afternoon. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the oh. way the way it went down though was funny because you were late as fuck. How good is fucking rugby league? Well, I knew. Well, we, well, I, I knew when vaguely you were going to turn up. <clears throat> yes, but so so but here's here's the thing. I I drove in to the city. Yep, and I parked in my car park in the city, and I grabbed an Uber out to the meetup. Yep, and on the way in, I had the game in the car. Yep, and there were a few times that oncoming traffic looked fucking very inviting. <laughs> um, so I got into my car park. Yeah, and lost service. Yeah, got up to the elevator. And we'd scored. I had to turn the app off and ordered my Uber and yeah. that turned up and I got in there and I looked at it again and we'd scored again. <laughs> and here I am expecting to get into this meetup and just be absolutely fucking pounded by everybody. And as I got out of the Uber outside of the pub at Caxon Street, yeah. we went in front. Yeah. <laughs> it was and just as you sent me a test that said you're in front now you can show your face <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, it wasn't planned it was just happened to be the way it turned out it was pretty funny and like and uh, King, King King Levi as, as, he's, as it's supposed to be um, he says um, so yeah King Levius he Levis. did he was he was the the human personification of that Homer Simpson meme where he's like 
there, and then he just slowly fades back into yeah, the hedge. The bushes. And then <laughs> that's that's basically what he did. He was because there was a group of us standing in front of one of the TVs there, and um, and he was at the front cheering everything on, loving life. And then as it got further and further, he went. He was back through <laughs> the crowd of people in front of the TV. But and and by the end, he was like up against the bar. <laughs> but true to his word, yep, he paid up on his shot bet. Yep, that's true. Fantastic. Photographic evidence mm. was uh, tweeted to us, so mm. yeah, he did. And uh, a great afternoon was had by all. The one thing I did notice, though, is it's like way too short a time to, you know, get around to everybody, you know, like, and, and have a decent chat with everybody there. That's the only yeah. regret. With the El Loco one, I mean, you know, it's we sort day. of, we start drinking at 10 a.m. All day, so. And the tacos hit at 12, and we're kind of leaving at 3.30, so you have very, you have hours and hours. I mean, this was like, yeah. you know, more like, um, you know, two hours or something like that. That's so, uh, so that was and, the only downside to and, it. And also probably, unfortunately, not enough time for people to mingle. Like, people obviously know who they know. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's but, right, um, yeah. At, at El Loco. Oh, like, I mean, you know, when there's like, you know, four hours and you're plus, you know, there's a hearty bunch of people that start at the, like the 10 a.m. at the earlier at the pub down the road as well. Yeah. So there's, there's plenty, yeah, there's, there's plenty of time to uh, do that. So that's, that's the only regret. Didn't get a chance to mingle with them, everyone that I wanted to, but uh, it was great. It's fantastic. Good turnout. Mm. Pub was packed. Mm. Had a, had a, a, a very, a very tasty burger at Fritzenberger across the road beforehand. Mm. Highly recommended. And, uh. Also highly recommended with the crew that we're watching the game with as well. Can I just <coughs> put out there? Yep. Um, you know, we obviously had the, the great time at the meet-up beforehand, and yep. then doubleheader was fantastic. Yep. And then we, you know, um, wandered off for some, some bevies afterwards. Yeah. You know, like, I think we ended up... We, we did a lot of wandering for one drink. Oh, there, there and were, then you played mum and dropped everyone home. There, were, there was one member of Twill Nation... Yeah. ...who, you know... Basically, was just demanding and for like pretty, you know doing everything, but taking our phones and throwing them into the strip club. So we had to go in there and <laughs> yeah. chase them. But we we finally talked Toto out of it and just went to a normal pub. Didn't take much talking out. A fifteen dollar um, cover charge pretty much killed that idea straight. But off. I just want to like this week in league listeners. Yeah, are obviously the cream of the crop of rugby league fans. Yeah, obviously. Right, but rugby league fans in general are so much fucking better than the rest of society. <laughs> like, we were at the game, and everyone around us was, was having a laugh, and, and this, that, no matter what team you supported, and there were some rivalries, and it was all this. Thoroughly enjoying the co- the constant thrown through and, uh, and Sarge's Sarge. references. But in that pub afterwards... Yeah. God... Every, oh, every little I'll fucking name shithead. It. They're not sponsors. Pig and Whistle down there near Fridays. My lord, I am not the clubbing sort anymore. It's not enough. a club though. It's like a, oh, it's a, you know what it is? To borrow one of your terms. It's a fucking international cunt circus. Exactly. A fucking ICC. Yes. I, and I said to you, we stand at the bar, and I said, seriously, like, present company accepted. Yeah. I want to fight every single person here. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> and I wasn't even drunk. Oh. It was just, they, they were just the biggest cunt-looking fucking people. <laughs> like, that's... Except that's the one the one guy, the one guy who was that pissed and wasn't very attractive and knew it. And so he was just macking on all the fifty-year-old women. He left all the girls his own age alone. He was running. He, he was. He was. He was running that four a.m. game at fucking eleven p.m. 
That's what it comes But um, <laughs> yes, basically. So rugby league fans in general, amazing, decent people. Yep. Twill Nation, fucking incredible. Rest of society. <laughs> that old that old, that that older guy that was um that was a Titans fan that was sitting in front of us. Did you see once it started up with all the thrun through stuff that he took his hat off because his cap he like he had his members cap and it had like that thrun through thrun through on the back of it. And I think he's he, he, I, I, got, I got the feeling he thought that that was that was what started it all off, not realizing that I was yes <laughs> I was prepped and <laughs> I had a full magazine of thrun through talk <laughs> ready to go. Tell you what that. I've been conscious this year of, of not trying to be too hard on, on the quality of football. Yep. Because there's been some pretty ordinary performances this year. Yep. You know, like I said, I want to prefer to light a candle and curse the darkness. But, yep. and and I'm not just shit posting at you here because Manly lost. Yeah. But what a fucking good weekend of footy. <laughs> it was fun. Well, I mean, there were some like very underdog wins. Yeah. From, like, from a, a narrative's point of view. Yeah. There were some fucking great games. I'd agree. One in particular. Mostly. Yeah, talking about the Knights, right? No, not at all. Titans one. No. Knights are going to get <laughs> you know. We shall see. Um, new listener, or newish listener, Ian underscore Johnson 68, uh, started listening two weeks ago, binged on nine eps, 243 to go, looking forward to meeting Dad on the journey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, sir. That's Ian underscore Johnson 68. Everyone get Good around stuff. that guy. Um on Twitter, we had uh, we had Norts who were at the Astro Norts with the with the with the game, and then my impression of Norts at the game was like, I didn't get the impression he was like that he was he was that pissed, but it was just like every time you know you knew you cracked a good line when he sort of just look at look at you like just this chill look on his face and just put up the hand for a fist bump, <laughs> it was just yeah. like fist bumps all around. He's uh, he's so glad he never went to Sunday school. Mm. He dropped the bomb on that uh, hammers. Love the many, 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 many random Commandant Lassard references Nate drops. <laughs> it's pretty much just, just that one, really. Uh, Green Machine Pod, right off the bat with the Sunday School line. <laughs> Actually, holy fuck. <laughs> Dirt underscore well, look, right. I'll tell you yeah. what. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to say that I am a champion of justice. Yeah. But, you know. Charges coming, forthcoming. Fucking George, yep. Cardinal Pell. I'll never get him, but you know it's it's it's, it's nice that they make the show of it. Well, I look all Vatican I Vatican aren't going to cough him up ever. All all I can say is that if I played my little part by informing law enforcement that child abuse happens in Sunday school, so that they've gone fuck, we should probably go after. Pell. It was the final piece. It was just they just they just needed to know where they had the big fucking tr- they had the big corkboard up like on the wall with all the fucking little lines drawn yeah. to the pens and everything, and then it's like you know they see, they listen to and they hear the Sunday school thing and they're like. Oh, Fuck, and it's just like like slotting the last piece into a massive yeah, jigsaw puzzle. That's it. And so basically, what what we're saying is that uh, that line last week is is pretty much single handedly uh, closed the book on Catholic Church <laughs> abusing children. It's um, done. It's over. Yeah. Look, I'm pretty much Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dirt underscore road underscore cowboy. So I like to try and guess episode titles after downloading, but before listening, haven't been this far off since Serena Burger. <laughs> Jim Man Bear Pig. Listening to this week in league on a midnight call out. The last thing I need is repressed memories of Sunday school. Hashtag touched by an angel. Which reminds me of a band of my childhood. It was uh, early, my early band doing uh, names, and uh, it was a touch by an uncle. What's the name? What's the name of a band? Uh, never right. did take off that band. I, but I don't know how old that is. Yeah. 
but that whenever someone says touched by an angel yep it's one of the only mad magazine articles i can remember what the, what was that they had they had one about touch by an angel well, there was a tv show called touch yeah, by yeah, an angel yeah obviously, yeah obviously yeah they did a parody one of the parodies no, of they, that or? it wasn't a parody it was just like you know 10 different ones oh okay where they got a tv show or a movie and just like tweaked it slightly <laughs> So, uh, we, yes. was that the one? That, was that the one? Oh no, that wasn't the one that was all fucked up. It was that other one that uh, where everyone was all fucked up? Like the father ended up being like a pedophile in real life, and the and uh, hey, Dad. no, 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 another <laughs> one, American one, another oh, one, another Jesus one. Uh, Lynn Shields, interested in Jay's thoughts on nose rings versus man buns, and you saw the photograph that she attached to that on the on the Twitter feed. But uh, I, I think you don't need the photo. I think you can just talk, you can just speak as a general a general thing. Look, you know, if, if you want to get something sharp and jam it through your fucking nose mm-hmm. and rock and like a fucking prize dealer or a shorthorn with your fucking whatever, my whole thing what started off with fucking DeBellin and the Urban Samurai last year yeah. was that they were playing like absolute fucking nobodies. Yep. And they were putting more time into preening themselves that they could have been putting into training. Yes. To balance form this year. Um, you know. Lose a man bun, become a man. That's it. And, you know, again, if if he likes it there because he's a secret sub, fair enough. Some people like to have a leather strap put through their nose ring and be led around by Russell Packer. Yeah. You know? No, I, look, I did also see one tweet that came out that said how do we rate that on the level of gayness yeah I ignored now, I ignored that one look I don't, I don't, really, I don't need I don't need that but it's a trick question because okay. you know as well as everybody that we respect our same genital loving brothers and sisters case in point at the footy <laughs> on Saturday night Someone behind us yelled out. Some, I, so, I don't that's remember. That's so gay. Or, yeah, or no, so. no, no. I'm pretty sure he. Called, I'm pretty sure he called someone a faggot or something. No, like that. I did. And Fuck. and all of us turned around, just like, dude, don't, don't yeah, be that come guy. On. And so he's he's sort of like, oh, you know, look, sorry. And so we turned back around, watched the game again, and because there's about like what there was probably about seven or eight of us sitting in a row, seven or eight guys sitting in a row. And um, and so then I, I assume his mind started ticking over. Fucking one of some of these might be a couple. And then, and then he's like talking to his mate, going, "Yeah, but like, yeah, but how how good sucking dick though?" Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. You know what I say? Evil only prospers when good men do nothing. That's right. I was uh, I was I was I was very impressive. Like universe, like everyone's just going like just shut the dude down straight it's just away. Dumb, man. That's like footy a decade ago. Yeah, you wouldn't have seen that. Yeah, no. Uh, Stuart Marler. Actually, no, sorry, I missed Webby's one, Seagulls, but my photo, my Photoshop authentication services are available whenever you need them, boys. Sensational. So, and he's, he's uh, the preeminent authority in the field. Uh, Stuart Marler, undefeated from here. I lost my fucking place on my thing then. He's, uh, your quote, undefeated from here, he says, and uh, turns out relationships change people. Stepdads just end up sounding like your real dad after a while. Fucking, I'll tell you what. You watch this fucking launch pad. It's easy for you to say when you know you've got Newcastle coming up the next week. I mean, you can put together a streak of two, and then there's a buy after that. New, Newcastle, <laughs> the same Newcastle that dominated Premiership heavyweights Canberra. <laughs> what a fucking challenge that's going to be. <laughs> Top-tier team needed to beat them. 
<laughs> if you lose, are you going to be so... Oh, fucking... <laughs> Lukey Duke star. Talk about that rooster down in Parks. He like, yeah. <laughs> the Parks rooster was a squawking cunt and the best fullback France ever had. <laughs> Rusty hard up. Surrender tackles in French league made me laugh hard and look like a manic. Hashtag perfect joke. Indeed. Look, look I, I don't know, man. Fucking France... Yes. They're fucking <laughs> what like, about France? Oh, you know, like they're fucking all supposed to be all left wing and liberal and left, yeah. you know. Yeah. But like, if you see um, somebody wearing the American flag as a shirt, yep. right? Do you automatically think they're conservative or democrat or liberal? Well, I would, I would probably say conservative, but yeah. I mean. But American like that whole wolf. fucking uber patriotic yeah. da 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 da. Did you yeah, see the French see. president, the new one? Uh, I did. He was wearing the French flag as a shirt. Hmm. So different, obviously. The re- are you saying it has the reverse connotations over there? I don't know. But then I looked down the audience, and every member of his cabinet was wearing the French flag as a shirt. Okay. And the conclusion we draw from this is what? It's just an interesting observation. Oh, no, but you were supposed to pick up on the fact that they were all wearing white business shirts, and I was saying that the French I've, flag is a fucking white flag. I've, I did not see, I did not even see the fucking speech. No. I know the guy did it, and I know that he was also the subject of like some heavy fucking internet trolling where like oh. they, they actually tried to take him down by yeah. implying it was a relationship, you know, but, improper relationships and stuff, but yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to say the French are fucking surrender monkeys. Yeah, but they do have uh, make excellent food and is a, and is a nice part of the world. If there was ever any, I tell you what. If you ever want to see, if you ever want to, if you want to, ever want to feel like, go to a country and just be like, oh my fucking god, how good is this? Yeah. Go to France immediately after England. Yeah. Oh, mm. I tell you, just breathtaking. Go to anywhere after England. Oh yeah, exactly. With really? oh man, <laughs> oh man's better than fucking England. Oof. I tell you, yeah, there's yeah. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it with our English brothers, but there's uh, not many places. We're not saying they're cunts. We're saying England's a kind of a place. Oh, there, but yeah, but I mean, there's there's cunts there. There's plenty of cunts there too. Oh yeah, you know, but the, that they gave us the Beatles, the stunts. Yeah, I guess. YouTube videos of crazy white kids <laughs> in the nineties on Eckies at raves, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Look, what I'm saying is, yes, I acknowledge those contributions to the to the pantheon of world culture. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not enough. <laughs> it's insufficient. <laughs> uh, Stuart Marler again says, just found a football at the dog park. Four-year-old daughter plants it on the ground and yells, Tigers win. Kids have such imaginations. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling docs. That's actually, there's obviously brainwashing on me there. Uh, one-eyed tiger it's underscore. Bad, the, the whole time you were saying that. Yep. And picture she puts it down to you know, Tiger's wins, and, and an Alsatian just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> he picks it up, it's just like it's just the balls are soaked, the dogs bit. <laughs> uh, one eye Tiger underscore meetup success, good to put faces to names. Yes, and um, so it's the second time we've met, but it's good to actually uh, have a bit more time to chat this time. Mm. Um, Mr. Underscore Wars, I speak, I, I speak for all league fans. I, when I when I pasted this one in, I thought he's he, he wasn't as definitive. That like I thought it was like I think I speak, but no, he's just hey, but I speak for all league fans when I say there's only one decline more enjoyable than that of the Tigers, and that's rugby union. I don't know what brought it on, but I agree 100. percent I mean, it's a long held theory, a long held belief of this show. It's not even a decline. Well, yeah, I mean, you remember it, it used to be 
pretty big deal over here. Back in, and, and I'm talking like like Campisi days, like Michael Liner and fucking Ugh. John Eels, and yeah. you know that back when we had people that could play the game, yeah. that weren't rugby league players yeah. in their former life. Yeah. <laughs> now, bunch of unknown motherfuckers. Uh, the biggest tiger. Kokomoda started playing at Balmain Woolworths. I burst out laughing. <laughs> well, if that's the effect, then yeah, so be it, sir. Uh, Red Hill Pony Club. Thank you, sir. I mean, this may be the first tweet. I think that we've read out from Red Hill Pony Club. Do you think a relegation format would work in the NRL? Turn ISC and New South Wales Cup into combined second and third tiers. This pundit <clears throat> says yes, because I like the idea, although it's not something that's ever affected me, I like the idea that like a Newcastle or a Tigers fan get fucking smashed all year like they do, mm. get relegated, dominate the comp down, <laughs> have a year where the fucking premiers because that's yeah. how that's how it usually goes. Yeah, like it. the team that gets dumped, they just fucking flog everyone else. They do lose something. I mean, they probably lose you know some players and whatever because yep. they don't want to play in the second league. Where, but they'll smash the other team and give themselves a chance of coming back up again the next year. Mm. But it's kind of like a like a palate cleanser thing, like it's almost like a like a, a a psychic sort of you know recharge thing. It's you know you're getting smashed yeah. and you go down, and then you get to be the one that kicks all the other teams for a bit, and then you come back up into the big league. You get to win a trophy. I mean, it's like a tarred <laughs> yeah, cup, definitely. but it's still like it's it's you know you winning the comp that you're in. So I th- I think it would actually be a Look, good a, thing. A couple of things. There needs to be some sort of benefit for winning the second tier comp. Well, you do it right. like you know, like soccer, or whatever. That there's you know, promotion. Into yeah, the, into the Into the next one down. The, the next one up. Sorry. The other thing we have in this country is a fucking talent shortage. Mm. Like you, you know, you you look at any one of the you know second tier competitions, and those games are great to watch. Yeah, I love watching them, but an NRL team. The worst NRL team destroys them, which is what you're saying. It'd be fun to see. It'd be fun to see that it happen, is. though. But then, what's the point for the next year? You get the worst NRL team, yeah, and replace them with a worse version that won the second tier. So you're not improving the overall quality of the first grade competition. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at what happens over in the other competition, I mean, it's, it's much easier for them to shift players around too. Yeah. So, so you know, redistributing the talent, and then when a team does get back up, I mean, because the, the team that from the team that gets relegated, they generally they do lose something because they, they you know there'll be players that don't want to play, you know, in the second yep. in the second tier. That's so it. And so there's, there's there's a shuffling that goes around. So they're not. It's not like they're that. It's not like they're going out beating every single other team eighty nil. I mean, it's actually. You know, re- at the top end of that competition, it's still a good competition, and then you know. So basically, it's a fucking Keanu Reeves movie where the good players fuck off, and then the shit ones <laughs> get them back in there. But then the new teams, and then like then the new team, one of the teams coming up that wasn't up the year before, yeah. then they're like you know, the, then the, the sponsorship opportunities and everything excitement around the new one comes in. I mean, in, in in practice, it seems to work like okay. Like you look at over what's happening in England this year. Yeah, it does. Um, again, economies of scale. Yeah, there are enough people who will go and support a second tier team, where yeah. rugby league is geared almost exclusively towards a television experience. Yeah, yeah, 
you know. And I mean, they, they, well, they, they, if, if you think about it, it is geared towards a television experience here too. They just don't admit it. They can't admit that because they think they, they want they want crowd numbers to. No, that's what I'm know, saying. Rug, yeah. Rugby league is geared towards a television yeah. crowd. But in England, they give. I mean, like you see, like yeah, you know, Wolfpack or whatever their game will be like. You know, fuck all. Like, like yeah. the Canadian ones, they're flavour of the month, so they get ton, you know, yep. they, they get reasonable crowd. But like over there, they when they were playing when they were playing Salford in the ch- in the cup, like yeah, you know, there was fucking you know four dozen people yeah. there. Like yeah, outside of ground crew and yeah. <laughs> trainers and shit. Um, but look, I personally think it would be awesome. Um, I think that the the amount of players that we've that we pulled out of like you know like the Ipswich when they won the year before last yep. and you know I mean there's obviously there's there's players out there that are ready to make the step up and yeah. uh, if that's ever going to happen the first step needs to be a better presence for the second tier comps yeah and if you could, well I think they would just by association but also you could probably do more that like you know you've got the PNG side in Queensland at the moment yep. I mean why don't you get like you know I don't know like a Fiji side and you know, get get some other teams in there. Hmm. Look, I think it could work under the right circumstances. And would I like a rele- re- uh, relegation format? And yeah, sure. I'd love, I love that. I mean, because then it's like then, then even when you're getting fucking cane and like the spoon, like winning the spoon's a terrible fucking thing. Yeah. But it's even worse when you 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 dumped like you know you go you fight for survival. I mean, <laughs> see, so it keeps interest in that bottom four level as well, yeah. other than just oh, who's going to win the spoon, see, which I- is this mythical theoretical fucking you know. <laughs> disgraceful thing I um but when there's real consequences to the fucking losses look I agree with you it it could work under the right circumstances I think those right circumstances are so far from ever being able to happen I don't know honestly Mm. I don't know but fucking relegate the Tigers anyway well you know they'd they'd be fucking relegated they'd be in the third league by now if it was if it was an existing structure because once, like, <laughs> once you decline, <laughs> if we start fucking making, adding, adding levels to the basement, then they can keep going down, right? <laughs> uh, <to> multi-story. <laughs> I, I would fucking just show it, just you and me against the Tigers every week. <laughs> uh, the Twill Tourists this week, we had a uh, cavernous hope. He was over on business in Wellington, New Zealand. Okay. Lardy fucking da. Wellington, Wellington, New Zealand. I'm sure no one's ever listened to the show from there. However, then I said, "Look, you still motherfucker. You were in the army. You still haven't claimed all like you know in yeah. Afghanistan and shit." So he's like, "Oh yeah." So I hereby plant the flag for Tarankout, Kandahar, and Camp Baird, UAE. Can somebody please check those names to make sure that he actually, you know, has put real places in there? Yep. Or if one of his kids has just mashed a keypad. <laughs> Mick the Perm is at, uh, off to Barcelona tonight for the F1, where I'll be listening to this weekend league. That's fantastic. Because in, because in Spain, they all talk like they got a lisp. Yeah. Live the life, Perm. Well, he's he's doing he's he's do, living that he's living that that, most, that expat Europe life now, where it's is. like where it only takes five minutes to get anywhere, and so he's just like you know what? He's yeah. proof. Yep. that Panthers fans are the most fucking cosmopolitan and cultured. No, he's the exception. <laughs> No, he's proof. He's the exception. You've got fucking the he's proof. You've got the Penrith. You've got the the ninety the ninety nine percent of Penrith fans, for whom a tremendous a tremendous journey and and treat is like to go to fucking Dubbo Zoo. No, I'm saying. And then you've got, I'm saying. And then you've the, got the rest of you are so shitful <laughs> that it only takes one of us to go to Europe, and we're instantly the most cultured 
as I'd oh, say so what you're saying is he's like he's he's the fucking he's the king of the yeah, king of the Panthers. That's it. King of the, the king he's, of the cats. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think at all he's showing anything about Penrith, <laughs> Penrith supporters because of well, what a fucking you know what what a nursery for worldly cultured cosmopolitan individuals such as our friend Perm. Yeah, well, he's like he's having he's having a great time. Yeah. I'm saying he's like the only only Penrith person in history. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <sighs> I think MG went on a cruise once. As far well, MG flew around the Central Coast and fucking <laughs> on a magic carpet. As far as I can <laughs> 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 Un- unpack that. <laughs> I mean, you flew, you flew around the Central Coast with a crystal ship. Um, I can show you the world. Fuck. Yeah. So, once again, thank you to our very, very good friends at Super League Pod. And uh, they got their weekly roundup this week, and uh, a little bit different this week. Mm. And... Uh, Make sure you follow them on at Super League Pod. If I check their follow account and it's like so much as one fucking tweet at less than ours, I'll know that someone's fucking dropping the ball here. So step up, mm. give the show a listen, and uh, away they go. Thanks, boys. Nice one, gents. Tom and Mark here from the Super League pod, bringing you your weekly roundup of all things Northern Hemisphere, this week in Challenge Cup walkovers. Yeah, and we start with Featherstone 24, Halifax 14. Two championship sides fought out an entertaining match, but Homeside Rovers had more in their tank. The highlight of the game was Fev halfback Anthony Thackeray attempting four drop goals. He missed two. And there were no surprises as Wakefield overcame local rivals and championship relegation contenders, the Dewsbury Rams, by 54 points to six. Mason Caton Brown crossed for four tries and Bill Tupu crossed for two. Uh, despite playing with some real passion, Jewsbury were no match for the pros of Wakefield who advanced easily into the quarterfinals. It was Hull FC 62, Catalans nil. A Steve Michaels hat-trick helped cup holders Hull easily to knock off a patched-up and understrength Catalan side who featured no Greg Bird and a couple of French debutants. It was a repeat of last October's Million Pound game as Salford took on Hull KR again. Hull KR started well again, but Salford pegged them back to win again. It finished 24 points to 14 to the Red Devils, but if you fancy a laugh, check out the highlights of this one to see Salford's Ryan Lannan break the line, celebrate his try early before being chased down and straining his calf in the process. It was Castleford 53, St Helens 10. The Tigers returning England stars were on form and helped create a second half hat-trick for former Bronco, Greg Eden. Saints were way off the pace and Justin Holbrook will have his work cut out when he lands in St Helens. And it was easy does it for Leeds Rhinos who overcame League One's Barrow Raiders by 72 points to 10 at Headingley this weekend. The result was never really in doubt thanks largely to strong displays from Joel Moon and Manly legend Matty Parcell. 
It was Swinton Lions 12, Wigan Warriors 42. It was a relatively comfortable afternoon for the world champion Wigan as they pounced on any mistake the Lions made to seal a win. Roosters reject Joe Burgess grabbed two tries before Willie Icer got into a bit of a dust-up and spent ten minutes in the bin. And in the final game of the round, it was closer than expected in this Cheshire derby until a late try double for Warrington sealed a 34 points to 20 win over the Witness Vikings. England 5-8 Kev Brown snaked his way through for a hat-trick against his former club. The Cup quarter-finals next month will see Salford host Wakefield. Leeds get a simple-looking home draw against Featherston. Wigan travel to local rivals Warrington and the round closes with current Super League top two as Hull FC host Castleford. Next week, Super League returns with the annual Magic Weekend with all six games taking place at Newcastle United St. James's Park Stadium in a weekend festival of rugby league. So I got an email this week from our mate Aaron Ma. What's his Twitter? It's just like Ma underscore Aaron, I think, right? Yes. But he sent this via email, though. Yeah, Ma underscore Aaron. He's, help, he's helpfully put his his uh, Twitter handle down the bottom. It's fucking nice. People, this is, this people is for you. send us emails. This is for you, this one, pretty much. Nice one. Good morning, gents. Last year, Jay brought up one of the most outdated signs doing the rounds at NRL ground. That was the GST Great St. George team banner. This was relevant in the year 2000. is now outdated, but at least everyone knows what the term is. Jay, I see your GST banner, and I raised you an SKD Row banner. For the younger folk playing at home, Skid Row, we're a heavy metal band in the late 80s, and obviously you'd be aware of this. Yeah. For the record, I loved them, along with Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, Bon Jovi, Poison, etc. Skid Row's popularity peaked in 1989 and didn't last very long. So this brings me to the banner. At what point does a random East fan think this banner is relevant today? I've done some research to emphasise my point. Now this is fucking... You like stats? Brace yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Bend over, grab your butt cheeks, give me two big coughs. <laughs> Back in 1989, the way people would have known about Skid Row would have been via video hits and rage. They weren't really played on the wireless. This puts that audience at around 12 to 19 years old at the time. This same audience would now be 40 to 47. I've contacted the NRL to inform me that this age bracket would account for 15% of all NRL supporters. If we look at the average amount of people attending and watching games based on 2016 figures, I'm guessing these would be lower for East supporters, but we'll run with them for accuracy. 910,000 watch Channel 9 per game. 220,000 watch Fox per game. Uh, 12,204 was the average home game attendance of Roosters games last year. If we apply the percentage of age Stats age stats supplied by the NRL. This would tell us how many people would actually have any chance of knowing who Skid Row are. Just 15%. So that would be 136k on Channel 9, 33k Fox, 18.30 at the ground. According to Australian Record Industry Association sales for 1989, heavy metal slash hard rock made up just 2% of music sales for that year. This means the amount of people watching Channel 9 who have any idea what the fuck this bloke is on about is 2,720 on, on Fox, 660, and at the ground, just 36 people. But old mate still insists on dragging this fucking sign out every home game. Side note, Two Dads was born in uh, 1988, so he wasn't even one when Skid Row were popular. Righto. Yours in stats. So, stats are a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. However, stats are absolutely fucking useless if you don't have the fucking nous to apply them properly to a situation. <laughs> So the first thing I'm going to pick you up on there is that Skid Row were not 
in fact, a heavy metal band. Skid Row were at best a glam rock. I think he said. I think rock. he had. I think he had said hard hard rock. Oh no, he, he said heavy metal. Did he? Well, you read heavy metal. Yeah, he said. I remember he was talking about the record sales. He definitely said hard rock slash they're, heavy metal. They're not hard. No, they're not hard. But at the time, no. As far as what mainstream was, they were definitely in that hair. That that hair. Yeah, they were fucking glam category. Yeah. So that that's where you started to go wrong. The other thing is, unfortunately, that whole you know eighties hard rock everything from Motley Crue through to actual heavy metal bands um, are on sale at fucking Supre <laughs> in girl singlets <laughs> is so Supre still around is it I, I appreciate all the work you've done um, for your stats but it, it's you know basic, basically Wearing a condom after a vasectomy. Completely unnecessary. <laughs> because all that's happened there is some fucking eastern suburbs, cunt face, hipster fashionista, <laughs> yeah. has seen a Skid Row t shirt on fucking Etsy. <laughs> and they have noticed that if they remove one letter, it corresponds to the initials and nickname well, of they're, Sean they're, Kenny They're Dow. more like, who's my favourite player? Hmm. Favourite players to that. Okay, so it's SKD. Oh, that's much like the word skid. What can I use skid for? Skid marks? No, that's kind of insulting to him, isn't it? What's another thing with phrase? Skid row. Well, yeah, I mean, well... Googled he, he cool does. things with skid. Yeah, well, Skid Row that has negative connotations as well. Perhaps it's talking um, about his drug, his drug possession, all the all, all the, the time his girlfriend tried to ra- rack him up on charges. That's it. So. So it's actually Did very the time, appropriate, sorry, given the, time, the current situation. The time she that. tried to rack him up, or <laughs> the time he tried. <laughs> given his current circumstances, the sign is just, the, the sign of the banner's actually burst back into fucking calculations yeah. for the most appropriate one in in so, the NRL at this moment. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, you, you know, again, your maths works out fantastic. Um, but you may sometimes need to come out of your cave. If you're going to apply your stats to real-world situations, yeah. Me personally, I just think it, it, it's actually you, you have to re, you have to reverse reverse engineer the whole thing instead of saying, "Oh, they wanted to make a Skid Row sign." It's they just they just decided that either 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 two dads was their was their favourite player, or from what I understand from from my observations about sign making people, it's like it's more like. Who's the who's the guy that doesn't have a sign already? Yeah, let's okay. let's, let's 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 invent a fan base for the dude that that doesn't have one already. Really? And I'm going to be that guy. So, well, I mean, you see how you you see how many fucking signs there are, and like you know, the, the Dragons Army is a perfect example. Yeah, that is true. Everybody, <laughs> the fucking ball boy's got one up there, I'm sure. And look, whilst again, I do appreciate the effort. It's. That could be true. Everything you've said could be true. Yep. It's not, but it could be. And it's still not the worst fucking Rooster's Banner. What is the worst Rooster's Banner? The fucking giggity giggity. Oh, of course. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Like, yeah. She's come. So. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. As a fan base, they're pretty ordinary. 
Maybe that's the thing. You can identify which fan base has the worst Aaron. signs. Aaron. Pound for pound. Sebastian, buck off with your fucking stats. <laughs> <laughs> fucking told. All right. <laughs> um, oh, memberships. Uh, update on the memberships today. I actually, uh, the bottle, the, the, the can slash bottle openers mm. are about five days away. Oof. So I was talking to the guy today and uh, had to alter some things on the actual the hoodie itself. So I'm waiting to see if it's going to affect the price, but I don't think it will. But now I know how much everything's going to cost pretty much. So I'll, I'll stick them up there. I was actually working on the mm. the site today to uh, put up the stuff. So also, it's a bit later than I wanted it to. Bear in mind, yeah. I've seen some fucking smart-ass people on there. Yeah, these, these people that don't fucking have... You know what? We're trying to give you fucking options exactly. and payment plans exactly. to make it easier. We know there's fucking downward pressure on wages. <laughs> we know that inflation's growing faster than fucking incomes. So we're trying to make things easier. But you know that what shit else? keeps us up at night. Yeah. And so we so so we're not even getting like a full night's sleep because of this. Yeah. You know how fucking long we deliberated on whether to include a piece of avocado toast in this year's membership for you whinging little cunts? And then it's like, when you've got the fucking smashed avo, do you put the feta in it or not? Does that make it, um, does that just bump it up to the next fucking yeah, aristocrat exactly. price level? I don't know. But these options mean that we're dealing with places that need to verify that we're not fucking terrorists. Do we get the mudgy honey? Yeah. Or do we just get fucking Capilano? Fuck Capilano. This, these, these, are the, these are the things that fucking keep us up at night though. <laughs> Although, yeah, I just imagine like the the Filipino president of Sam Cassiano's fan club. <laughs> yes, <sighs> um, yeah. So yeah, they're coming. What Jay said, <laughs> and like the, 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 and you know the, what, and and the actual the the. the uh, recurring or you know incumbent members or whatever because one thing is it's definitely definitely hard capped the mm. amount that we're going to do this is not about this is not like a get rich thing this is more it's, like it's a not fucking, a john farnham last ever tour yeah that's right it's not john farnham last ever cash grab sort of thing this is basically like a manageable number for us to produce mm-hmm. um based on you know indexed increase in members from the year before and uh so there's a hard level of memberships. And, and sitting in my house right now, you realise that space is a premium. Mm. <laughs> so I do not want to be fucking holding on to these things. So they are, it's basically calculated at a, at a level that will sell out as it does every yep. year. And uh, so, yeah. So very soon you'll have... Be your, quick or be dead. You'll have your memberships. Yes. You'll have a couple of other ways to... Yeah, those other ways... Yeah, and those other ways, obviously there's not as much time pressure on those because they don't involve as much production in terms of like, you know, the hoodie. The hoodie's a big thing for the production. Yeah. I mean, that's they'll take, you know, two weeks probably to turn around. So <clears throat> that's the one... Um, so for the memberships itself, yeah, they'll be the first and then we'll, we'll add these other options that people yep. can do uh, going down the track to get some, uh, some more stuff which won't be as... Um, uh, sensitive and and, uh, and I put it out there and um, I've got tons more of those uh, the key rings uh, the the key rings the bottle openers as yeah, well nice. at the chucking to like you know the lower things or something so like, yeah if, if you yeah. Uh, don't want to go the full hog for a membership you still want to support the show exactly um, you you will get something that you can flash loudly and proudly well you know and I'm I'm still putting it out there rub yourself that on. if if response is good enough then um, I'm up for a a pre El Loco evening 
members only. Yeah. Or or supporters only. Yep. Yep. I'm good with that too. Look, any any weekend that any any act activity that extends the length of the weekend down there in Grand Final weekend is it's a yeah it's a, it's a fucking goal. So yeah, so I think that pretty much covers it off. But uh, I've kind of carved out a bit of space just to get like to get the members, the the incumbent members stuff up for tomorrow, so Thursday, and uh, so you guys will get your first crack then, and mm-hmm. uh, and then from there, lovely. We open it up, and uh, it's a it's a fucking land grab for those who want to get on, but uh, <laughs> who want to nice. get a piece of this exclusive fucking club. Beautiful. Week. It's a uh, <clears throat> another low news week. Mitchell Moses finally got his release, though. Mitchell Moses did. And uh, let me tell you, that fucking guy is the poster child for Gen Y fucking or millennial fucking tantrum throwing. <sighs> yeah. There's been players that have that have you know going back to or fucking think about like towels and stuff. Like I'm sitting out a fucking year, you know, kind of thing. I still don't fucking understand that car. <laughs> he's on the radio all the time no one understands him like you sat out a year and every yeah. time you fucking talk about it, it it's it's like you know you personally fucking cut the chain on the gate at Auschwitz yeah like <laughs> he's basically the Martin Luther King of rugby league oh fucking hell <laughs> but yeah um yeah yeah so it's it's happened Many, you know, the, like, t- tantrums happen, but in the the current era that we're in, this has mm. got to go down one as, as one of the best. And not only for not not only just for tantrums, but for the fact that he literally started tanking and arm grabbing on the field. Yeah. Oh. To force it. Like, can you tell me that's I accidental? I don't think the arm grabs were. They think, look pretty. I think that's just how he tackles. Yeah. Okay. You got a point there. Um, and you know, kicking out on the full. Yeah. Once again. That could happen. That's, yeah. That's par. There's a history. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, no. <laughs> he played last week the way that you th- you think, going back through the tape, that Tim Simone should have been playing <laughs> when he had money in the <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, it was great. It's, it's, a, it's a great outcome for the Tigers to get rid of him because <clears throat> I feel that as... Uh, even as clicky as it would have been there and as potentially as popular as he may have been with several of the guys that have been with him for a while, yep. there has to come a point when you're playing for a football side and you're busting your fucking ass at training day in, day out, yeah. weeks on end, and you see this cunt just not putting in, you, we just got to go like, uh, yeah, fuck's exactly. sake, mate. Like, you know, yeah, we're busting our ass. So. I, I had to think about this. And again, in this one, Every single party yep. in this whole saga, yep. in some ways they're right, and in some ways they've been complete cunts. And I'm talking about Moses, Moses' management, yes, the West Tigers, yep, and West Tigers supporters. So, um, you know, Mitch Moses, fair enough. The the Tigers fucked up in the first place by having four players off contract 
with us or three with the same agent and then 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 the fourth joined him yep um they fucked up they have too much power yes then they fucked up by actually like who fucking says to somebody well we're not going to put an offer to you until we've spoken to the other two yep that that is just <clears throat> fucking horrible business yeah you know um there are ways to do that, even if they have the same agent. Yeah. Where where you actually talk, you know, make them feel like they're the, make all of them feel like they're the priority. Like if you put a group of fucking fourth graders in there. Yep. What they would come up with is you just had to tell the agent that oh well what we want to do is talk to them in reverse alphabetical order. And and then they would have fucking avoided it. Like that's how fucking simple it was. Moses, you know, yeah, okay. You're getting paid a fuckload of money yeah. to do something. There is a certain level of professionalism in there. And, and just what, because you want to be released from that contractual obligation that you signed... What worries me is that Moses seems so fucking mentally frail. Yeah. You know, the, there was all that talk about how that, that mind guru yeah. was hanging around the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was the one that was helping him be successful. Yeah. wasn't his teammates and his coach and, you know, all, all the other support around him. Um, but then, to an extent, if the Tigers had fucked him around as much as they are supposed to, yeah, you, you, you go to your job at the fucking post office and if you feel on the outer, if everyone else is fucking talking and you think this is it and they've put, you know, let down the tyres on your fucking posty bike yeah. a bit and... Yeah. Don't tell you which route you're taking, and then all of a sudden change it. Yeah, you're not going to be the best postman you can be. So, again, I I just hope I hear fucking nothing else about West Tigers recruitment, or Mitchell Moses ever again, ever again. Yep. Anything else you need to talk about, particularly? Man, no, the, 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 I want to talk about Origin next week. Um, yeah. I, we we have been purposely holding off on the Origin talk because. Believe me, there's plenty of that shit that's going on in the media and has been for like about four or five weeks now. And I just find it so fatiguing to be constantly assaulted with this origin stuff. Yeah. Well before it's time, you know, before it's due. So, you know, we'll we'll have a talk about origin next week. Did you see um, the um, proposed team? Have you gone on there that to the Blues website and picked your team? No, and I'll do that for next for, for next time. I mean, this proposed, this is your one? Yeah. Is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, your one, that's actually, it's fantastic. Uh, it's um, yep, it's it's as you'd expect it to be. Yeah, no. I put it on Twitter a couple of days ago. Yeah, if anyone's yeah. interested, go and have a look. Yep, it's very innovative use innovative use of Matt Moylan. I mean, I guess that you know follows the 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 ethos that you know just you pick the best players and find a position for them. Exactly, and you've done you've done that. Yeah, so yeah, we'll uh, definitely <laughs> we'll see what I come up with anyway in time for next week's yep. episode because it's actually going to be relevant for next week's episode so you know yeah. we'll be a little bit closer to the game the, itself and the only thing that irks me this week that I've got a bit of a bugbear about mm-hmm. and it stems from this fucking Moses thing okay um, last couple of days Cody Walker yes has come out and put it he's done a fucking reverse Tigers he's put a deadline on Souths yeah to give him a pay rise <laughs> or and how far into his contract is he remind me um, not nearly far enough no and he's basically signed up for a new iPhone and three months in he's fucking wants to <laughs> he wants yeah, to upgrade the, yeah, the, the, the iPhone 8 now now fair enough you know he's having a, a good season yeah you know 
but the the fucking shit fight that is NRL stems from the fact that our sporting codes are basically governed by the same laws that govern employment in any other industry. Mm-hmm. And I cannot fucking believe that nobody's up in arms about this. That that it gives all of this bullshit power yep. to the players mm-hmm. who are showing more and more often that they are unreliable, unprofessional, um, and they're basically protected behind legislation yep. to stop factory owners being cunts. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> you know, it it boggles the mind. So, I, I don't know what the fuck can be done. Um, well, the thing, and while there's a while there's a, a players association behind the scenes as well, that's trying to get obviously get the best deal for the for their subscriber players, mm. but that what their their goals. I mean, in terms of with the the players' welfare, is is often runs counter to the interests of the game. Really, I mean, yeah. because they want to you know reduce the number of games that they play and that kind of thing, which then reduces the amount of revenue that the that the game itself can generate. But they still want the salaries, you know. They want the salaries to go up, and you know it's all these these competing measures that are that don't necessarily work well together. Hmm. And then you're throwing petulant little cunts, yeah, on top yeah. of that, yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, you know, it's gonna explode. And how, how many players have walked from contracts? Like Ben Hannon walked out of the Bulldogs because he was homesick. Yeah, well, homesick is a big one. You know, and and you are being paid enough fucking money that you could fly from Sydney to Brisbane every weekend, every week for one day or one yeah. night. You know, in between, you know, as long as you, I'm, I'm sure if you're homesick, I'm sure your club would love to work with you in terms of providing you with the recovery plan. So after a game, you could go spend a day with your parents, come back, be a report for duty again on we, Monday. We have plenty of prior and past and current FIFO workers in Twill Nation, uh-huh. but they fucking heard that. And Bet you they got homesick. Yeah. Tough so. titty, yep. Um, yeah, the the absolute ICC, mm-hmm. that is the relationship between rugby league players and the the labour laws yep. being allowed to govern a professional sport. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Yep. Mm. So that's pretty pretty clear where we stand on that situation. <laughs> on the Cody Walk. Is there anything else? I, had a, I was having a look through the news earlier and... We're just gearing up to that uh, that that period where it's the the um, the origin. Uh, or let's you know the big one that's just that's hit just before we've uh, gone to air is uh, is obviously Inglis, hmm. and uh, he's always oh, in in the midst of suffering a a, a quite a long term injury um, out for this year mm-hmm. uh, uh, with his knee, and uh, he has checked himself into a mental health clinic. Um, don't really have a lot to say to say about it. I mean, I, I would imagine that tearing your ACL and knocking yourself out for a season mm-hmm. is uh, it, it would for someone who's you know at that top level of the sport. Um, he takes all his Australian games, takes his Origin away, which I imagine Origin for a Queensland player who's an incumbent in the side and you know a large part of the success over the last decade or plus. I imagine that would be a fairly mm. traumatic. Uh, you know, and disappoint, disappointment, um, and then the fact that he's act, you know you'd be removed from the main playing group because you're in the rehab group, and and so on and so forth. That you know, I, I can understand how that would be a shitty way to spend your year as a professional football player. Yes. Um, but 
looks like he's done the right thing. Yeah. And he's recognised shit, or at least he's got people around him who've recognised shit and recommended he do this. Mm-hmm. So, um, for the first time, I mean, it's fantastic that a player's been proactive and and done something like this before, you know, some sort of incident happens mm. that then gets blamed on depression. Yes, 100%. It's good we're actually, we've got someone here who's actually uh, identified a problem, had a problem identified for him, and seems to be taking steps, so um, and, you know, for him. Greg, Greg Inglis, I'm I'm not going to claim that that he is a saint, as is evident by the you know his house now only having red solo cups, but he is a role model to a lot of people. He yep. is a role model, uh, especially within the indigenous community, mm-hmm. um, and for him to be going about this the right way, uh, I think can have some positive ramifications come out of a negative situation. Oh, yeah, and like a, such a high-profile guy like that, I mean, hopefully he can go some 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 part of the way towards like you know destigmatizing. Yep. You know the uh, mental illness and all that sort of thing, especially if he comes out after uh, on, if he comes out the other side and then decides to use it as a as a, a teaching opportunity or whatever yeah. for you know the indigenous community or just you know rugby league. And you know fans what? In with, general, whether he does that publicly or privately or yep. with foundations or whatever. Yep. If one person says, fuck, if Greg Inglis can, can be depressed, maybe I am too. Yep. That's a good outcome. Yep. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV, viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Don't forget to follow their Twitter account, Twitter account at our League Live, and uh, make sure you give them some banner, give them some tasks as far as statistics and things are concerned. They mm. love doing that sort of stuff. And, of course, you can uh, listen to the show via the Sportsmate app, which is probably a good thing to do if you're an Android user because the question always comes up about Android podcast apps mm. and uh, look, just uh, listen listen to us through Legal Live. It's the easiest way to do it. That's it. Um, if you're not an Apple Apple user, obviously. Um, do you have any st- stats that tickled your fancy this week? Well, look, Cody Walker is obviously a League Live fan because he's just gone on there and seen himself up the top of the try assists category. Yep. Um, so he's using that obviously as a, a bargaining chip. One of the really good things about League Live, if, if you click the stats button, yep, you can go through player stats, mm-hmm. which you can select individual players to compare, um, or you can look over um, different categories. Uh, so you know, for example, if you look. Um, Sorry, let me get back to the runs. Um, Matt Moylan takes 19.9 runs per game. Second in the entire NRL. Behind Paul Gallon. But, you know, he's on. <laughs> so that says something. Well, we know Paul Gallon's a greedy cunt. Yeah, and I mean, um, like, yeah, ergo... So, and, you know, just on drugs. Young Matt Moylan, young Paul so, Gallen. Well, it, it basically means that 
Matt Moylan is the most fearless fullback in the NRL. You know, he, he's not fucking taking kicks and, and dishing them out to the wingers. <laughs> he's fucking getting right in there. Um, then you you look across... Run the ball out from your 10 or pass it to Peter Hicku. Fucking please don't ever pass to Peter Hicku. <laughs> That's 19.9 for you. <laughs> That's where it comes from. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again... Third. Like number of runs. Number of runs is such a like it's a it's a great statistic in terms of <coughs> involvement. Mm-hmm. But if each of those runs is like you know nothing, then who gives a fuck? Yeah, I want to see some real. I want to see some meat on those bones. But what I love about um, the stats and this, and leg life just makes it very easy. If you look at try assists, you would assume they'd be playmakers. Well, yeah. Running out the top ten. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number seven. Yep. Brenko Lee. Well, I mean, you know, innovative is one with first word that comes to mind. Yeah. So <laughs> creativity. Yeah. Is um you know. But who else you got there? I mean, there's got to be some. Oh, Cody Walker. There is like your playmaker. Cody Walker's in there, one. Though, right? Luke, Luke Keary's yeah. second. Ash Taylor's. Yeah. So third. Is, so it is a playmaker thing, and then Brenko's. It is, but less established playmakers. Yeah. You know. Get into the stats. Yeah, I still uh, let, let's let's still let, let's like pull up short of calling him a playmaker though. <laughs> Look, you know, has Matt Moylan on that? Um, About the uh, same as Paul Gallen. No, look, he 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 took the the couple of game suspension to prove that he's a true leader. Couple, yeah. That was one, wasn't it? Um, yeah, he's he's had four. <laughs> So he's had the same amount as Anthony Milford. Yeah, okay. So that says it all. Says it all. Mm. The Cowboys 30 defeats the Bulldogs 14. In front of a crowd, a dismal crowd of, of just over 8,000 Thursday night. The uh, Cowboys tries to felt Morgan and double to Hess. And uh, Spina felt with a conversion. Ethan Lowe 3 of 4. And also a penalty goal for Lowe. The Doggies 14 came from a double to Kerrit Holland and... Uh, Try to Danny Falalo and uh, Kerry Holland, one of three conversions. Now, I'm just... Fair to say I was surprised about this result. Yes, so was I. The week off did terrible things to dogs. <laughs> because they, were, they're not, they weren't looking like world, world beaters or amazing or anything, but they, they had some decent fucking wins and they were going okay. They looked like they were building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, as it turns out, they weren't building shit. Mm. Um, the Cowboys. I just, I, I gotta say, I was like, I mean, we knew, we knew that you know that Granville was coming back, and we, and we, yes. we knew that Coot was was probably back that week. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I didn't think that as a, a overall impact on the team, I didn't think that they would uh, mm. coalesce as well as they did after looking dead set, fucking miserable. Yeah, for probably a month before that. Yeah. Look, I pointed it out. Oh, fuck, I don't know if it was the first week JT was out or the second. But what what I thought was missing out of the Cowboys wasn't Jonathan Thurston's excellent pass selection or, or pinpoint kicking game. It was the effort that he demanded around that. Yeah. When Morgan was kicking the ball, when you know, he, you know, yeah, it was going two meters too short or yep. you know whatever, but there were still no chases around it. Yeah. 
what I put this one down to, and it's only a hypothesis, is that the Cowboys are for so long have been JT's team. He has been the the fucking general mm-hmm. of that team. Yep. And those people are so used to being followers. Now that's not necessarily a bad thing. But the the catalyst for them coming out and just out enthusing the dogs in almost every single department was those things like Lachlan Coote put a kick in and he was the first chaser down there. Yep. And the Cowboys are that sort of team. It's been bred into them that, fuck, if he's running that fast, I need to run that fast as well. Yep. And a couple of times after that, they, they were all there. They were all around. Um, you know, Morgan looked much more comfortable when he wasn't the be-all and end-all yep. of their attack. Yep. Again, it's not a bad thing, but he's not a leader. Yep. So... Um, I don't think it was Coot himself coming back doing anything special. Um, you know, obviously having a little bit more direction at dummy half was good. Yep. But I think those guys coming back gave them someone for the other guys to follow. Sure. The thing is, this game and this game started off and it felt like it was going to be such a different thing too because like the dogs rolled down so fucking easily mm-hmm. in like the first yeah, couple of minutes, scored that try. Which I dare say, probably, well, yeah, they did, and it was just one of these, yeah. this whole gallon, well, you know, if I guess it's kind of consistent-ish, I guess, like, <coughs> you know, gallons open the gates, and they're, and they're just going to start fucking disallowing shit for the weakest fucking obstructions you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I guess it's treating it more black and white now. It's like if there's any inkling of anything... <laughs> We're gonna disallow it, yeah. but uh, well, which is which is not which is not great. No, it's not. I can't help but wonder if the dogs rolled down that easy against a team that was full of, um, you know, lo- uh, huge lack of confidence anyway after being you know pumped fairly regularly the last couple of yeah. weeks. I mean, if they roll down six nil after you know straight away, and then you know what happens then? Because it was um, it was it just seemed like that immediately after that the game switched, mm-hmm. and the dogs were never in it at any stage. Mm. Yeah, you watch the Cowboys with JT in the side. Yep. And he controls almost every aspect of the play. And yep. you see them when they go through those periods, if they get the dropsies. Yep. That he just tightens everything back up and runs very, very simple plays. This week, the Cowboys, they don't have JT on the field to do that mid-game. So it's had to be week to week that they've yep. made those adjustments. Yep. Cavernous Hope. The Bulldogs are the most pub side to have ever pub-sided. That's the theme. Mm-hmm. King Levius on Clyde 4 and chose a solid team to leave us for. Losing to a Thurstonless Cowboys. Hashtag feel like his kids. <laughs> Hashtag club slut. <laughs> GT351 underscore Johns. The score flattered us. We were rubbish. Week off and we forgot football. Going to be a painful few weeks coming up. Mm. You know, disappointed. Up hop. And uh, incidentally, fantastic to meet another of our uh, yeah, friends. Oh. I'm doing air quotes. Because <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing better than talking about our pops on here and shit, it's, it's, it's shit talking, it's shit talking to his, to his mates about him as well. It's, it's fantastic. Lovely. And, uh, you know, no JT, but Granville and Coot back and gee whiz, the Cowboys managed to win. Who'd have thunk it? Mm. As just saying, well, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, isn't it, sir? Can I check my memory here? Okay. Is Jake Granville normally an 80-minute player? Fuck. 
look, I want to say yes because I know that he's clearly capable of it, and was the he was the he was at one stage the record holder for the Brisbane Broncos as far as their yeah. their fitness uh, preseason. But has stuff, he so. been playing eighty minutes with the th- Cowboys? I want to say no, because I, I know he came back from injury. Yeah, but when he came off, like he looked yeah. that fucking gassed. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Give, oh. me, give me a little bit. Yeah. Give me some time, man. Jeez. Yeah. Cruzy06. Don't know what's funny. A foreigner Woods jumping into this dumpster fire of a team or Mumbai being paid fuckloads for being a passenger. <laughs> uh, it's uh, No team cops it like the doggies cop it, though. Week in, week, in, week out. Like, they'll be beating teams and it's all fucking grow Desi. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. They'll lose one game. And it's like, oh, fuck this team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any team has, like, the massive schizophrenic, sw- like, huge swings. Yeah. I think it's because with a lot of other teams, even if something doesn't work out, yeah, the general punters can look at it and go, yeah, I, okay, I, I fucking, I see what's happening there. I see what yeah. they're trying to do. Yeah. But they they went a whole year last year without any sort of kicking game. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. And there's not even a fucking end in sight where Des goes, and this was the fucking master plan. Yeah. He's gone, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah gotcha, bitch. Kieran. <laughs> you know? Anyway. Yeah, I understand Bulldogs are learning French in honour of the last time a guy called Hess rolled through the defences of the home team that badly. <laughs> he's, he's providing us with, um, you know, fantastic... Fantastic Nazi Germany references week in, week out, all this. The Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 18, defeated the Dragons, 14, just under 16,000. Good crowd at Jubilee there. And uh, the Sharkies just got away with it. Uh, tries to Latelli and a double to Fecky. Maloney, three or three conversions, defeating the Dragons. Mm. 14 came from tries to Paul Vaughan, Russell Packer, Tim Lafay, two conversions and a penalty goal. Dragons yeah. did surprise me. I yep. thought they'd get fucking hammered. No, the- but they were in it the whole way. I agree. And so I apologise. I will give them that credit. Yeah, just like a a thing against Melbourne. Um, In a perfect world, you'd want to go up against the two grand finalists one week after the other and take a win against one of them. Yeah. Um, But going in without Widdop, we we know what that does to their attack. Uh, And for the rest of them to stand up like they did, uh, I, I think it shows that that playing group uh, are fairly well together. Yeah. Um, you know, they- the morale and everything is there and the, the the belief. I mean, with the amount of dominance they actually had in this game, I mean, they certainly should have scored more points. They definitely and, But there is some credit that has to go then to the, the Sharks' defence as well because as bad as they played, I feel, mm-hmm. overall... Mm-hmm. Most of the the poor play yeah. was restricted was restricted to their attack in terms of like dropsies and you know putting pressure on themselves with you know shit field position from drop ball and things like that. Oh, yeah, Cronulla were, were absolutely yep the horrid in terms of control. Yep, um, the Dragons probably needed some some more um, direction mm-hmm. and control themselves to yep. to really score points. Like you know you you saw how and it was a wonderful pass, but how simple that try to. To Packer was that Vaughan set up for yeah, him. Yeah, um, You know, just just a little bit more pressure. Yep. And more points would have flowed. Um, but no, the the Sharks were able to to put together a pretty horrible completion rate and still come away with the points. 
fucking Fafita. When's that guy going to grow up? <laughs> like, they had that massive break. It was at Townsend. You went on the other side of the field, made the break all the way down the right-hand side, mm-hmm. came across the Fafita, and we've got like a three-on-one or a three-on-two overlap with, with Fafita being the third guy in, in field on the left. And he's got the option. He can pass it and then go pass, pass, try in the corner. Yep. Like, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, or, conversely... You can just try and run over the second defender in, yeah. and uh, and lose the ball. I mean, like it was a, it was a, an outright strip. Let's let's be you know really didn't lose the ball per se, but they got away with it. So hmm. just dumb shit it's, like that. I mean, and that could that could have been the game. Fafita's getting into a little bit of rocks or diamonds territories. Yeah, from what I'm seeing. Um, I, I really hope he doesn't end up being one of those players where you're happy with. With a break even on him on the yeah. field. Like a Dave Taylor, latter day yeah, Titan Titan, Dave so. Taylor. Um, but, you know, for for the Dragons to come out of that without their main playmaker, without Dugan, um, without Aiken, yeah. for them to come out with a 92% completion rate. And their completions have been fairly good all season, so. Again, there's. There's a, a lot for them to be happy about. Much, much more so than last week. Because I mean, they they can they can take the the yeah. close the relative closest of the final scoreline, you know, any way they want. Uh, but they were fucking caned until Kronk got Simbin. Yeah. This one though was uh, was an actual great performance for the full eighty minutes, mm-hmm. and it was really just missing that touch of class to add po- you know more points to you know points uh, reflective of the of the the amount of dominance they actually in field position that they mm-hmm. had at times in this game. And for the forward pack, who who stood up to, mm-hmm. you know, the the points should have come from our wide, but yeah. for, for the forward pack to stand up to Cronulla, to have at best one selection in State of Origin. Yep. Absolute fucking travesty. Yep. Giannis Antetokounmpo's. The only thing less threatening in rugby league than Macron's kicking game is Wayne Bennett's rod without Viagra. Mm. How would you know that, sir? Bethany underscore B underscore 97. Can we just send McCrone to New Zealand to replace Foreign? The Warriors love an old timer being shit. Hashtag McCrone garbage. The Dragons fans need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> like, they seem to have t- directed it all on McCrone. Mm. Rather than rather saluting, the, you know, the, the generally fine performance the rest of the team. Got. Again, like, the, here's the guy who's fucking come in. Yeah. And, and been the, the, the sidekick, if you like. He's been the, the Scott Prince to the Benji. Yeah. You know? While replacing the Benji. He's up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> GT351 underscore Johns. Depleted Dragons showed plenty of heart. The other grubs had their dose of peptides and coke to get them home. <laughs> Hashtag drug nuller. Mm. I don't think a week will go by we don't get a <laughs> shark tweet. Beerboy182. Mythical St. George can pop down to BHP Steel. Get his dragon to smelt a bunch of dick-shaped swords. Put them in bags and go eat them. Oof. South Sydney Rabbitohs 28 defeated the West Tigers 8. The Robbios, I should say, crowded just over 12,000. The uh, Robbios 28 came from a uh, double to Sam Burgess, a double to Alex Johnson, Angus Crichton with a try, Adam Reynolds 4 or 5 conversions. And the West Tigers had a try to Elijah Taylor, a conversion to Mitchell Moses, and a penalty goal to Mitchell Moses. Yeah, my notes are all over the fucking place this week because I didn't watch the games in order. <laughs> <laughs> I did up until the weekend. Um... But yeah, like this, this was first of all, this was not an advertisement for rugby league. This was a terrible game, but uh, it seems to be the theme of you know giving credit where it's due this week. But 
in this game, Robbie actually did <laughs> did did a very good job and played a very large part towards the result. Do I want him in the Origin side? No, I do not. Yeah, because the West Tigers are not Queensland. <laughs> but but to be fair, in like kind of a revenge game, he did that. You know, he did the revenge thing and he uh, took control and uh, and he did a lot of good things. Yeah. Um, I, I was please watching, don't select him in Origin. I, I was watching the the Sturlow show on Fox. Yep. Have you seen that one? Sturlow's on it. And he's got... I don't watch it religiously. I don't watch any, well, any got, rugby league program. He's got Michael Ennis and Corey Parker on it. Yep. Um, oh, and Blocker. Okay. So, uh, Michael Ennis continues to impress me with yep. ju- just, just you know, ha- how he views a lot of things. But Steve Roach made a, made a comment, and it's fucking incredible. With all of these ex-players who know this stuff, how this shit keeps happening... Um, you mentioned a, a tour of, of somewhere, I, I think you said it was, it was um, Sterling and Lewis with the Harps. Okay. And Benny Elias was arguably the form hooker of the competition. Okay. But for the Australian team, they put Royce Simmons in there. Yeah. Because Benny Elias was the Robbie Farrer of his day. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, would have gone out there, yep, and not known his fucking job and yep. tried to control yep. everything and take the ball away from the halves. So, yeah, Robbie, fucking burn in hell, you schnitzel restaurant, failing piece <laughs> of shit. So, look, it, it, it was unfortunate. The the Moses missed tackle that led to the first try. Yeah, you know, everybody pinged that. Yeah. On Moses, yes. He missed the tackle. Yeah. Yeah, fucking oath he did. He got beaten for speed, but the Tigers have no plan B. If you go back and watch that try, each defender around him goes a different way. Yeah, and I mean, he and, and, where, and where he was beaten was a couple of metres ahead of where the, the rest of the line was. I mean, there was there was possibly other opportunities That's it. to but, stop it, yeah. But it's there, there is no plan B. And for a team that has been playing with fucking Mitchell Moses in it, for as long as it had, yep. and let's be let's be frank, halves aren't making hundred percent of tackles anyway. There, there's no cohesion, or there's no okay. Well, he's through here, and this is what we do in this instance. No, no one knows yep. what the bloke next to him is doing. Um, the the fact that then for the Burgess one, the first Burgess one, that the West Tigers fell for a Robbie fucking triple pump <laughs> at a fucking dummy half. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the again, Reynolds is doing enough. He yeah. created a bit of pressure. He was he was there when he needed to be. Um, but the from the Tigers, there were some, some individuals that looked to be up to the task defensively, but just no cohesion yeah. from them. I, I think Ivan's got his work cut out. Let's see what happens without Moses in the club. You, re- you reckon that changes? Well, I've, I've, they're better defensively already, but <laughs> when they're relying on him for you know for a bit of a kicking game though, and he's not there and not providing anything, then surely if they're they're going to throw a warm body in this week who who can kick, then they're all, and and not miss every tackle. The frawley factor. Then yeah, then, then yeah. perhaps but then perhaps that's enough. <laughs> that's an improvement. I mean, would it would it reverse a twenty-eight to eight loss? I don't know. But man, there's some soft fucking tries let through. Yeah. But they were never in it. No. Not at all. 
Mario Siegs. Hmm, is this a bus ride or a train wreck? Hash Tigers in decline. The big fat... Is that the level of fucking tweets we got for this game? Uh, we're getting some more. Did that one score to fucking read out? I got a lot because like, I just like putting lots of tweets in for Tiger Sam's. Actually, I think there was another game that was lacking a little bit, little, a few tweets, so I just patted them out this bit. But, uh, at the big fat Harry M. Farah showing origin form. Swinging arms, elbows, grub tactics. Mm. Hashtag New South Wales grub. Hashtag shit cunt. Well, I agree. Oof. At Stuart Marler, a lot of errors in this game. And I'm beginning to wonder if me watching it's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> At Green Machine Pod, Tedesco's getting all that decline out before joining the Roosters. That's the one thing that sailed under the radar a little bit as well. Tedesco was pretty fucking awful, and some of his arm um, tackle attempts were pretty fucking shitty as well. Yeah. Moses-esque, so does I'll be. tell you what, though. That um, Crichton kid. Yeah. That looks, looks, looks pretty good. And, and when you said Teddy's tackles, like, yeah. he, he put the world's <laughs> slowest step on Teddy. Um... <laughs> But fucking strong run of the football. We've got here uh, at uh, Brandon Vaudry, who is uh, a Brandon and then a V-A-W-D-R-E-Y-Y. And he players entered the game in terms of gronking shit up. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> Going for the Tigers or fingering your sister and finding your dad's wedding ring. <laughs> Hashtag engagement party. <laughs> Not his first tweet of the week. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, he's decided to come in uh, with a splash and announce himself at Ma underscore Aaron, um, the person who you so ruthlessly fucking dismissed his uh, his deep research. The kids at Flight Center Concord will be popping down to Tigers training this week to deliver the new brochures for tourism Bali. I like how now, like this week, now it's <laughs> now they're not going to make the finals. Look, just before you send in a fucking email next week. Yep. East 17 are not hip-hop. Okay? <laughs> Everybody in the house of love. <laughs> oh, mate, don't... Don't get me started. They had fucking many, many hits. <laughs> Turtle Killer 197. You know that performance locks Farrah into the blues? My commiserations. Ugh. I'm still hearing not... I'm hearing... Peter Wallace. I'd forgotten that he was even fucking being talked. I've, I was so hopeful. I don't think he's talked anymore. I think he's been upgraded to likely. That fucks me on two fronts. One being, one being his terrible choice for New South Wales. One being he's a terrible choice for New South Wales state of origin. Two, you love his nuts in nut. No, in, uh, in, two, in uh, Penrith. That puts fucking Mitch Rain. Into in the first grade team at that's, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, he, 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 like, takes, he takes him out of Penrith, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. But um, if a team was picked on form, mm-hmm. who would you have in for Hooker? Look, I, I, for me, Hooker is the position that I will never be happy with in New South Wales in this current era because I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a perfect answer at all in existence. But yeah. I think, fuck, you know, like... The choices realistically are Farrah versus Wallace versus Peets, then versus perhaps like someone like McInnes. Mm. And in that case, look, I'd probably go Peets mm. of those four. Yep. Is that a perfect choice? No. Is it even a very good choice? 
I, I don't know. I just feel like we're fucked for talent in that position in this current generation. Yep. And and so I feel like I'm you know kind of guided a little bit by anyone but Farah mindset at the yep. moment because I can't stand me another year of Farah. No. I mean he's proven time and time again that he he just can't contribute positively to the New South Wales State of Origin side. No, and so I'm almost so I'm inclined to take someone who on paper or at face value appears to be a, a worse choice possibly for the future of the team going forward seriously just pass the ball and like if you're a pop. woman and you took a guy like mm-hmm. how many series has Farrah tried now oh shit I don't know heaps if you took a guy on like what is it nine dates or okay. ten dates let's, just, let's say ten just right? for argument's sake yeah and and the text messages leading up to it and the conversations were, were nice and mm-hmm. it was suitably flirty but respectful. Um, you know, again, dinner was was okay. But then when it comes down to it, each and every time, he tries to put his dick in your belly button. <laughs> yeah. At what stage do you say, fucking, okay, you know, the, the, the dinner's nice... But this guy just can't get... He's can't get it got to be somebody out there with a better sense of direction. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. I hear you. Stop fucking my belly button, Robbie Farrell. <laughs> oh, the Panthers, 36 to feed the Warriors, 28. Pepper Stadium, just over 11,500 in attendance. 36 for the Panthers. Came from tries to Blake. Double to Yo. Uh, DWZ, Moylan, and uh, Tyron Peachy also with tries. Cleary, 6 of 6 conversions. The Warriors, 28. Tries to Kim Foran. A double to Nickel Clockstat. Hoffman, Fusatua tries. Four out of five conversions to Sean Johnson. And that Fusatua try, that intercept, was like, I didn't realise that is that guy was the slowest fucking human being on the face of the earth. Until the last try of the game. Yeah, well, yes, all right. But I've just never seen a guy run backwards <laughs> while facing forward. It was like he was moonwalking his way to the try line. And uh, it's just, uh, it's stunning that he even got there. It was, it was quite amazing. But, uh, well, this was the, uh, the traditional game of two halves, as they say. And, uh, all games of rugby league have two halves. They do, but this was, uh, this is a game of contrasting halves. Well, or almost identical halves just swinging the, the, the pendulum. A very bipolar game <laughs> with the pendulum swinging completely to each <laughs> to each pole and not uh, and never meeting in the middle. Oh, look, it, it, there are a lot of positives out of this. Um, Cleary to be kicking 100%. Yeah, I guess. It is fantastic. The, the belief to come back like they did. I don't think they had. I don't think that existed. I honestly, Fantastic. I feel like the Warriors got so far ahead that they stopped playing, yeah. and then once that, and once they, and even one try would be enough to go. Okay, you know, let's just fucking put a stop to that. But I just don't think they knew how to get started again once they once once they clocked off. You got to remember that this Panthers squad is is very similar to the ones that had these games in them last year where teams were out to unassailable leads and they would run them down relentlessly. Yeah, but I don't and feel like they're, they're running anyone down relentlessly. They're, I feel like the other team is just, a, just defeating themselves. I mean, especially like that first, the, that period there with between the first and the third tries yeah. that Panthers scored in the second half, they were like the softest, like nothing, 
Like it was, it was, it was weird to watch. Yes, but while there was some positives out of that game, my big worry is that that the stuff that needs to be addressed is ignored. And that can t- that can happen in a game look, like that. I'm yeah. talking about stuff like this fucking bullshit experiment with Bryce Cartwright at six. He doesn't want to be there. No one fucking wants him there. Yep. Griffin Griffin does. Except this fucking yeast infection that somebody <laughs> spilled fairy dust on and brought to life, Anthony Griffin. <laughs> the only way that Bryce Cartwright is a successful six is if you transpose his game as a running, short-passing back rower. Yep. And just go, right here, I'm, I'm just moving you in. I want you to do exactly the same thing. Yep. But now, he's trying to throw fucking cutout passes to a winger. Yep. And not once, but twice. Now, now those those passes, if the defensive line is retreating or coming, you know, sliding sideways, yep. that's fair enough. Yep. But when they are advancing on you and they have time to stop and assess... It, like, it's fucking that broadcast is not funny. Yep. So, I don't know why it's the same shit that I keep saying week after week after week after week because it's not hard. You know, Bryce Cartwright needs to run the fucking football. Yeah. And you can tell it's not him. His natural game is to get it and run and and then maybe make forth. you know get contact and then look for an offload or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. And and again. He's played almost his entire career, junior career, with the Panthers, which was fairly successful, mm-hmm. mind you, right next to um, Wanga and DWZ. Yep. So there, there is a fucking combination of three players. Potential understanding there that's already bled been built. in years yep. of playing together. Yep. That all of a sudden doesn't exist anymore. Yep. Um, the, the absolute bullshit in terms of what counted as defensive effort in the first half is yep. completely fucking unacceptable. And and it goes back to that. Where is the plan? These people are not out there, you know, coming up with fucking plans within themselves as to what happens in these things. They need to be drilled. They need to know exactly what goes on. So that when you are in a game and something fucks up, as it inevitably will, you know, one call, everyone knows what to do. Yep. It it's not fucking rocket science. That's it. Um, but you know, moving on to, I I would say probably now premiership favourites Newcastle. <laughs> Top of the table clash this weekend is what you're saying. Oh, inevitably. <laughs> um. You know the again. The, what I was saying, I hope we take what we finish the Brisbane game with and and play like that against the Warriors. We didn't. Um, well, you took the finish and played like that at the finish. Again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there there are some fucking hard truths that need to be faced at that club very soon. Mm-hmm. And from knowing what the players are capable of in the right hands, I I don't think that the players are the ones that need to be realised in them. Yeah, some hard truths at the Warriors, though, too. Let's not forget. Yeah, look, there are. Um, 
Kieran Foran got his contract. Yeah. He, he was still there and he was doing what he needed to do. Yep. But he shouldn't have been jacked off the way he was. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the Kieran Foran show. No. So. Correct. Hmm. All right, see, so uh, rather looking forward to hearing a less suicidal Nat Sinclair on uh, This Week in League This Week. Spoiler, she's a uh, downright chipper. NZ Danos, remember when the Warriors only used to blow 18-point leads? There's <laughs> a hash, you get a spoon, you get a spoon, and you get a spoon. Giannis underscore Mateus, congrats Panthers, winners of the 2017 Fraudulent Cup. Okay. Very, very pensive look there, but no. Fraudulent cup. Yeah. It's fraudulent cup. It's so fucking unimaginative, it's not funny. It's a uh, whole, well, you know, it's, it's something, you want something. Well, you know, you could have called it the Woodstock Bourbon Sponsorship Cup. Warriors being sponsored by Woodstock Bourbon, and Penrith probably should be. <laughs> sponsored by early times. <laughs> <laughs> Voodoo Rock, the good thing when a Warrior fan burns their jersey, there's another hundred variants left for them to wear. (laughs) (laughs) King Levius, don't know what hurts more, my head or my heart from the Warriors being up 28-6 and losing. Mm. On to the double-headed games, Gold Coast Titans 38 defeat the Storm 36. And uh, the crowd was uh, just under, well, just over 44,000. And uh, the Titans, their 38 came from uh, double the Connie we got James, Pulu, Don, McQueen, and Roberts with tries. LG 5 of 7 conversions. And um, the Storms 36 came from a double cronk. Uh, Billy Slater, Chambers, Stimson, and Chase Blair with tries. Cameron Smith 6 out of 6. Mm. Fucking fair bit of Chase Blair, hate. Yeah, well, behind us from a yeah. guy in a Storm jersey. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure where that came from. But I th- he's been, I think he's been fairly, fairly decent in his in his stint. You know, taken as a as a whole like if, down there. If there were a list of of five players, I categorically would not want at my club. Chase Blair is not one of them. No, that's right. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't probably. I mean, if you extended that list out to twenty, you probably still wouldn't come across. His e- name. Even taking into account the the standard post Bellamy decline. Yeah. Um. Fuck. So. Yep. I thought the Titans were. You know, it was the template last year. Titans were full of effort and enthusiasm, and yep. and but just couldn't get it done. Yep. This year they they're getting it done, you know. But it is that effort and enthusiasm. Every time that there's a kick through, there's more Titans around the ball coming down than than opposition jerseys. Yeah. Uh, when when passes go around, uh, and and they end up right on the edge, then then there is two people there backing up just in case the ball needs to come back inside yeah and and again Ash Taylor and, and it was great seeing him live he's doing a job beyond his fucking years directing yeah. that team around the field yeah definitely um, and that's the one thing that's that's the one good thing about sitting at the end of a field where you're looking at teams spread out before you mm. and you actually it's, it's you know it's not the, the best angle to watch a game because you know you're only sort of seeing a half of action at a time but it's the best way to watch shit like that yeah, p- definitely. play out yeah yeah um the for the storm though like you know again the 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 titans got the upset win but billy slater's back to that you know excited little hyperactive kid sniffing around waiting for something to to come at yeah. him stage, there and, was, and he's and he's down on pace, but not as much as I, as, as I thought. 
Yeah, look, he, he's, he's down pl- on pace. He's playing about as as well as he possibly can at this stage of yes. his career, I think. But when he's when he's which running is, those which is well. plays where he pops up, yep. and there's an inside ball to him, he's through your line. Paces. Yep. The, there's not many people that would turn and chase him once he's got that lead anyway. Yeah. Because he's hitting the ball at speed, yep. so he's already got the advantage. Um, but fuck for the Titans, it it is. It's just those workman like guys, Ryan James. All night going through Connor and Hurrell. Yep. Go and watch a replay of that winning try. Yep. You talk about instincts and reactions. Yep. Normally, there's a bat down. Yep. The, the centers or the wingers, the first thing they do is look outside the man in front of them. Yep. They, they try to assess, am I going to beat this guy around? Yep. Is there room back there? Or do I try and go over? The first fucking thing Conrad Hurrell does is put his head down. <laughs> um, that was fantastic. Scored right in front of us. Yep. Good win by the Titans. It was good. Um, very popular with the crowd too. Mm. Leroy Brown, 1978. Fuck the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Cruzy 06. Thrun Titans, Thrun. Thrun like the wind. <laughs> I tell you, I thought we exhausted just about every possibility of the whole Thrun 3 thing we could that in the crowd that night. Oh. Hammers, uh, Titans have beaten both grand finals and lost to the Spooners. Mm. Hashtag funny game, rugby league. And congratulations, sir. I've been uh, following social media. It's just uh, today's uh, welcome the new arrival to the family. Is it? Uh, Hammers? Fuck me. Yeah. How have I missed that? Yeah, Sorry, so it's just it's just he's just come out the other side, I think. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, wasn't okay. easy. It wasn't the easiest, the easiest one, but uh, everything's good. Nice work, Normie H ninety three. Wonder how many family members Bellyache's going to have to disappear after that loss. I think uh, all the Storm players are single parents at this point <laughs> after, after that game. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos 24 defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls 14. Suncorp, same double header, of course. Uh, the Broncos 24 came and tries to Milford, a double to Oates and uh, Nicarima. Kahu 4 of 4 conversions. And uh, Manly's 14 came from tries to Tommy Turbo, Appy Coruscant, and uh, George Tofua mm-hmm. with uh, Coruscant 1 of 2 conversions. Mm-hmm. Mate, all yours, buddy. Once again, they have this. This is uh, what happened in round two against South as well, where Manly, you know, just put three tries on straight away and didn't kick the goals. And, I mean, it's a big difference in the scoreline when you're not kicking your goals. Yeah. And, um, the, yeah, it makes it makes a figure look more imposing. But this one, obviously, Manly just... The, not, they didn't just invite Brisbane to win this game. They literally they gave it to them. Like, uh, all the action, unfortunately, for us in this game happened down the other end. All the tries were scored at the same end of the yeah, field right. for both sides. So um, See what action did happen down our end? What's that? Was the... Oh, the fight in the crowd. The toothless Broncos fan getting... Uh, yeah, I, I didn't see. You have to talk me through that because I was, I was too busy drinking. I wasn't actually paying attention to the specifics of that fight. A couple of things. Oh, somebody threw a, a beverage or something and okay. was mouthing off and yeah. it got physical. Yeah. And so... And then he started resisting. All of a sudden resisting. there were Popo in the ho-ho. Yep. And, and it was... Fuck, I forget who said... I, I think... I think Caleb said it. Yeah. He said like that. That is the ultimate fucking overestimation of your abilities. <laughs> maybe, maybe one police officer. Well, because they were because st- he he stood up and they were kind of doing the thing like you know, Sir, let, let's calm down, here. come with us, yeah, you know, come. Yeah, we just need to talk to you. And he summed the situation up and thought, I am fucking, I'm the fucking reincarnation of fucking Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to take all these fucking police and That's I'm just going to fucking exactly. just throw down. Um. 
but for maybe like the one officer there. Yep. Okay, I'll I'll take him. Yep. I might get lucky. It's might get upstairs. a shot. Get a springer shot. Get the first one on him before the. But when the six guys in fucking riot control. Yeah. Show up. Yep. Stop fucking fighting, man. He but like, he 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 kept resisting in quotes for a long time. <laughs> no, dude, he he was going <laughs> off. I conveniently got up to go to the bar as it was happening. Um, <laughs> Just take a sticky beak. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he was definitely resisting. Yep, yep. Now the big talking point out of this one is is like the the, the injury to Tommy Turbo. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a tragic, a tragic injury. Hmm. The first is these people are like, oh, he was in the air, yes, blah, it was a penalty. You need to shut that that shit right down. I mean, you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. the way the way the rules are written, and as it turns out, poorly written, we've just discovered, is that it only it doesn't protect the the kick recipient in the <coughs> air at all. What it does is it protects the the kick recipient in the air. If the ball's on the full, and it doesn't take into account the uh, a bouncing ball, why? Well, because I think a really super high bounce like that, where you actually have to mark it like it is on the full, is probably a very rare situation. You know, it's just a, yep. it's a rare occurrence. But I think it probably has given them some food to thought, food for thought in terms of changing the rule to put because the injury that happened to Turbo is pretty much exactly the sort of thing that the the rules preventing you tackling a guy in the air it's pretty much that's what that's what they're designed that, that sort of shit is what it's designed to prevent no it's designed and, um, it's and designed, designed for guys who got flipped and dumped yeah, on their, you know, straight in their head so this was a classic situation where there was a guy who was off the ground as high as if he was taking taking it marking a ball uh, on the full and hit high and um, you know unfortunately you know, hit when went in the air and then you know this is what happens now um yeah, there's nothing to do about it. It's just the way the rules at the moment is in, mm-hmm. it was interpreted correctly at the time. So, but it has highlighted a shortcoming in the rules, and I think they should probably look at changing it because I, I heard someone say something about oh, you know, but then if they fucking change it to a bouncing ball, then fullbacks are going to be jumping in the air. To take, fucking bullshit! Like if you see a grubber come through, you gonna, how are you going to jump in the air and try and take the ball just to try and draw a, a penalty or whatever? You're mm. gonna you're gonna up the magnitude to fucking. Yeah, you know, thirty times harder. To, yeah, it's ridiculous. It should protect the guy in that exact situation uh, to be like you know, to be basically an effective rule. And uh, yeah, but you can't yeah. complain about it in this current situation. So yeah, don't. I I disagree. And I'm going to say that the players should know the rules, and they should know that if they're taking the ball on the full, they're protected. If they choose to jump for a ball after it's bounced then they take their chances if an attacking kick is good enough that it's found the grass or the fullback hasn't got to it in time plus the rule doesn't protect attacking players how can you say that you want it to protect players it doesn't because, protect because, attacking players because the attacking players don't have to play for the ball it doesn't it doesn't need to protect them why should it protect them but they do need to play for the ball if they're attacking right? me didn't play for the ball at all well I think it's very shit with what happened to Turbo. Um, and I'm not even going to make any jokes about effort face on the ground. I didn't even see. I was down the other end of the field. <laughs> I was like fucking 80 metres away. <laughs> um, it, to change rules every time there is... Um, the thing, injury? Yeah, but this is the, the thing is... 
you're changing rules to prevent certain, you know, the the reoccurrence of certain things. Yep. And if it, and and if you go and one side you go, oh, it only happens once every blue okay. moon. Guess what? You can change the rule, and it only affects play once every blue moon. So Positively, he, not negatively. And he made a choice to jump for that ball to try and prevent a try. Correct. And he made a choice to jump for the ball because the ball was fucking in the air and needed to be jumped to retrieved. No, no, but that's the same as any any other true. fucking player in the history of the game would do. But if Connie had put his head down and burrowed through and he'd hurt his neck, do you then start looking at a rule around that to prevent the injury? That's a different thing entirely, though. It's changing a rule to prevent an injury. No, it's not, because what's the fucking rule you're changing there? A player can't fucking dive, like, dive at all forward? What you're doing is you're affecting... You're taking the case that happens every tackle of the game, almost, hmm. and changing no, the rule. This is something that happens once in every blue moon. Yeah. And so if it happens once in every blue moon, what you're doing is you're taking the negative effect out completely, and because it only happens once in every... You're not affecting anything otherwise positive in but the game also at all. Ha- this also happens once every blue moon. How often has this ever been discussed before? Exactly. So what you do is you change the rule for this fucking... And just make it a blanket rule that is already just like an addendum to an existing rule for the exact same situation of a player being in the air. So how would you then police it? Easy. If the player's in the air, don't tackle him in the fucking air. The end. Only for kicks? Well, yeah, what else for? Anything. You, you can't... Okay, so what are you going to... So you're going to try and jump up in the air to take a pass that's a you know, fight what, at chest What would have happened if a player was diving for the... The corner post to score a try. That's not. That's nothing. To, that's not even the same situation. I know, but they're jumping. They're diving. That's your Connie rule. Okay. I mean, if they're because if they're jumping, if they're jumping, they're jumping to take like a high kick or so something like that, and they still fall under that other rule. Okay. So a vertical jump is different to a dive. Yeah, of course it is. Okay. Not the same thing. A dive is usually done when you're in possession of the ball. And then you and you just and you're you're jumping. You're not jumping to get the ball. You've actually got the ball, and then you're doing you know your little dipsy doodle to try and the get it in the corner. Di- dives also done if you're Jamie Lyon or Daly Cherry Evans, but not according to the referees. Mm. Uh, yeah, look uh, again. <laughs> look, well, shit, if, you, if you're going to trip players, then you know. Shitty, shitty injury to to, to Tommy. Um, but yeah, I think the the rule is the rule. And if you can be shrewd enough with your attacking kick to find the grass, no, there's no, there's, there should be no situation in a game hmm. where it becomes where it's, it's it's legal to fucking to you know put players in positions. I mean, this is how you end up with your your fucking Alex McKinnons and things like that. I mean, this is a perfect opportunity to plug a, a gap in the rules that has just been exposed. And sure, it doesn't happen a lot, but guess what? If it, I mean, there's only been one player that's been Alex McKinnon too, but you can't lift yeah. in tackles anymore I, either. No, no I, I, but this is this is what I'm trying to say. If you then go, okay, well, we sh- we should change this rule, yeah, because of this, yeah. Then, then you you can end up changing things for for all these injuries. But it should but it should be that if you if you are a defending player and you are catching a kick on the full. Then you are protected. Yeah, if you catch a kick on the full, you're afforded the protection. Otherwise, you're free to get injured. That's ridiculous. No, otherwise, if you've missed that ball, then you know that you're not protected if you jump for it. Yeah, exactly, and it's ridiculous. I mean, this is what, what you have as an opportunity here. You've just seen an edge case that can happen. Then it's very simple to prevent it happening ever again. Mm-hmm. But instead of that, you're just like, oh, fuck it. The next guy, he can get fucking butchered as well. And maybe he'll land on his head. And Alex McKinnon himself. 
And we go, but that's cool because we didn't want to change this rule. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Again. It's an opportunity to make the game better and safer for players. But it doesn't apply to attacking players either. You can apply to attacking players. If an attacking player, if, if that ball bounced and Meade went up and got it and he got butchered, exactly the same. My opinion doesn't change at all. I'm not saying your opinion would change because of the, the team, but... I'm saying the situation. That's a, that's a, that's a, if Meade went up and jumped and jumped and, and then got butchered in midair, it'd be exactly the same. And believe me, the initial reaction of Broncos fans would have been the same as the, people, the Manly fans that didn't know the rules about the bounce as well. I guarantee you. 100%. Categorically. Their own fucking players don't know the rules. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, again, I, I think it is a slippery slope. The McKinnon case was, was different because yeah, the but there's lifting no, tackles were already Yeah, but there's no... But there, it's, it's no slippery slope because, I mean, what, I mean you can't... What's, an, what's a, a single situation that could abuse it following that? Following that I'm happening? not saying that somebody would abuse it. There's no, it's, it's like it's not it's, it's it's such an edge case you go fuck we found a gap in our yep. rule here that we have we didn't consider and mm-hmm. we've seen it can result in serious injury for players fuck mm-hmm. we better plug that that's what you call evolving the game mm-hmm. for the benefit of the fucking players mm-hmm. and people who play it simple I don't think it'll happen no well you know what it probably will because there's been enough media around it but you know we shall see because at the end of the day, it doesn't. It, when a ball bounces, it doesn't like it, the amount of times it bounces that high, like it's on a kick on the full again, where it's like you know it bounces ten meters straight up again. It's very rare. It is, but that's these rare. This, these this rare, is what I'm saying, though. These rare things happen, and it's very simple to plug the gap. And you know what? You could kick the ball. You know, unless you were like you know, you're literally kicking it on the side of the ball, trying to get it to bounce straight back up again. Mm. You could get people in a game situation, and you could analyze kicks in play, and you could, and I'm sure you could go 20 kicks, you know, 50 kicks in a row, and not do the same thing. But guess what? The change in rule doesn't affect that. Then that's mm. fine. It's play on. Mm. Same as same as it's been. Same as it always will be. But in the situations where it's not, and the players are put in dangerous situation, fucking, when you can very easily cover it off, do it. Or be, or be fucking barbaric sport, whatever. <laughs> um, so who's your fullback this week? Uh, I don't know, but I suspect that they might put um, someone like... Is Brett Stewart still under contract? You're still paying him, aren't you? We're still paying him, but... <laughs> We're still paying him, but he's retired technically, so I don't believe that contractually. I don't think there is anything there... Uh, he might get the balls on the full. He won't actually be playing. I think it'll be Matthew Wright. Okay. But I wouldn't mind seeing someone like, you know, Jackson Hastings or something, you know, because he, I think he was on to end up dropping back there in the game. Once again, it's very hard to fucking tell when you're watching it live. I haven't yeah. watched it again yet. But, um, but yeah, it's very hard to see what happens live. But having him in there and being on the field more, I mean, you know, as as an attacking option, probably okay. Matthew Wright is just like this warm body that can finish tries out on a wing or yeah. something like that. But he's not gonna, he's not going to fucking create nothing. So, can I just make a last point about the fucking dive? <sighs> I didn't even see no dive. Yeah, I didn't um, see shit. Yeah, the fucking all-time diving coach. Jamie Luganus <laughs> at the fucking Sea Eagles. Everyone's talking about this. He's down in fucking. He's up in fucking Wee War or somewhere, fucking shooting pigs. 
He's not coaching anybody on how to on how to to do a break fall when you're tripped by an opposition player. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> the fact the fact people are comparing this one to the Gallon and Woods thing. Very fucking different situation. Aaron Woods grabbed Paul Gallon's jumper, right? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, sort so of. Like that, very. Yeah. That, that's what the penalty was given for. It well, was he, given he, for a jersey grab. Oh, he initiated. He, he well, right. there was contact made that was initiated by the uh, player from the attacking side. That's that's but that's what it come down to. If Woods doesn't grab Gallon's jumper, then there is no penalty to be given. This one, Dally Cherry Evans, made the conscious choice to take a dive, even though there was no obstruction. That's the difference. And if he can look at that and fucking live with himself, then more power to him. But I would really love to see the first case for an official to come out and say that is clearly a dive. I'm awarding a fucking 10-point try. (laughs) And the fucking bunker guy's going to run down there and tackle you in the air, you fucking long-necked cunt. It, you know, and and I understand. Okay, fuck! I've made the wrong call. I've gone in on the wrong man. We're exposed here. But it, it's yeah. I don't know. It it's not in the spirit of the game. You know, if you're gonna fucking let teams score bullshit tries, have the fucking decency to make a stunning second half comeback. And reignite the the fans and cheerleaders' passion in your team. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I haven't I haven't even watched the replay of the game, so like I'm only going off the live uh, thing, but and I, I saw no problem look, with it. Two schools of thoughts. It it was within the rules, mm-hmm. and it was refereed, um, you know, at the time. I think correctly. However, I don't think it should be within the rules anymore. It's just the the problem. This is a problem that the referees have made for themselves. In that, they've been so inconsistent in the application of everything over a long period of time, and there's been various interpretations come and go. And I, f- I feel like, and I can't pinpoint a place in time exactly, mm. but I feel like to me, I feel like that there's there was a time where they kind of got it pretty much. Yep, you know, mostly right. Like yeah. it seemed to be people were mostly happy, and it was it wasn't that long ago, you know. But um, then new interpretations come in, and then they change them again, and then yeah. and and now where we're at now, this is this all this stuff at the moment is but is is a direct line back to that gallon thing where some precedent was just set now yeah, exactly. the way it is, and, and I'm sure if that gallon thing was pulled up. Or oh, sorry, allowed to be scored, allowed to be a try. But this again, yeah, you know, we probably wouldn't be in this situation. True. But now this gallon thing is has, has blown up the in their g- face because it's become a precedent that they can use to justify the g- their decision. The gallon thing has, but in that instance, because Woods grabbed the jersey, they had to give the penalty. Right? Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a grab though. This is the thing. It has to, it, the 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 player on the attacking side just has to initiate any sort of contact. No, 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 no. It's not the actual grabbing. It's the fact that he initiated the contact with the defending player. He just made it look worse. Are you talking about Gallon or Evans? I'm talking. I'm talking about the situation with the Gallon one. No, the Gallon. They got him because Woods grabbed the jersey Let's and be, it impeded him. 
It's because no, he initiated the contact with it with with the defender. Yeah. That's what it was. He just looked more obvious because he actually grabbed him rather than like hitting him with a shoulder or you know whatever. You can't grab a jersey. That was what they got him for. No, they got him for the obstruction. I mean, is it like it's because it's just because no, he initiated it was contact, for grabbing the jersey, and for impeding a defensive player. Yeah, but it was just the impeding Gallen though. A, the grabbing was the, a marker. He yeah. wasn't in the defensive line to be obstructed. Yeah, but he broke. He, I mean, he split like like markers do, and there was that. Then yeah. there was that hole there. Definitely. But what I'm saying is, for this one with Cherry Evans, all the bunker needed to say was, as they have done many fucking times before, Daly Cherry Evans has made a defensive choice to tackle Sam Tido. That's yeah. all they needed to say. That's all they needed to say because that's what he. But did. they couldn't because they couldn't because that's not how the way it went down. Yeah. Sam Tido initiated the contact. Thus impeding the defensive player. I thought he was a fucking giant musk <laughs> stick on the yeah. field. Oh, yeah, fucking. He's white, he must be right. Jeez. Indigenous round, you got to go there, are you? Sam went there. Yeah, but Sam, he, Sam, but Sam, Sam got destroyed over it. <laughs> Is this as bad as they were playing Black Betty all night? At the stadium, you know the one the one thing we haven't spoken about is why was what at what point in the indigenous history of the Brisbane area, yeah, were the Saint George Dragons yeah. the indigenous it's forefathers? Horrible, yeah, so um, where are we? Bethany underscore B underscore ninety seven. Since point since when are the dragons playing against Manly at Suncorp? That was the first impression I think we all had when we were sitting there like, what the, mm. the significance? And like someone who knows better than us can, give, can clue us up to the significance of that particular jersey. I didn't read any literature about it, you know, in the lead up you know, with the Broncos yeah. saying, here's our jersey and here's why. But man, it was... Um, just an assumption I made, but I th- the, most of the jerseys seemed to, to lean more towards the natural colours, the the ochres, the yeah, and I mean, and maybe maybe it looked different, you know, when you're right up in, right up in front of it. But the Broncos one was very red, mm. like yeah, like like a, like a dragon's jersey. Mm. Um, finally, up up, jeez, I hate the Broncos. Manly absolutely gifted them that win though. Uh, Cruzy 06. With the theme of the day being comeback winners, I wasn't worried and comfortable we were going to win the second half. I hope Turbo's okay. Oh, you're a treasure, Cruzy. Uh, the Newcastle Knights 34 defeat the Canberra Raiders 20. And uh, just under 11,000 at McDonald Jones. And the Knights 34 came from tries to Ross, Lamb, double to Matautia Sione, uh, Wardell and Peter Matautia. Brock Lamb, five of six conversions. The Raiders 20 came from a double to Kotrick. Elliot Whitehead also with a try. Croker, two of two. Caesar, one of one. And a penalty goal to old Tear Eyes. Interesting bit of gamesmanship here by the old Knights. How so? Well, yeah, we we talk a lot about okay. Well, when when you're playing Canberra, the the thing you want to do is run their forward pack around. Don't give them any respite. Kick to the corners, chase well, keep it in. Yep. Yeah, keep turning them around. Um, the Knights were were kicking to the the sidelines. Yeah, just all, completely almost re- for the yeah. whole game. Yeah. And whilst it it didn't you know, tire out any of the Canberra forwards because they were getting their breaks all the time, it gave the Knights the chance to dictate defensive terms. Well, and, and it basically meant that they weren't having to deal with a situation with your, your, your Whitens and your, your Apanas and so yeah. on coming back at them and, and smashing them in open open field, yeah. Exactly, so um, it, I'd like the fact that I'm, I'm really happy that 
that the Knights can go into a game like that, and they executed that game plan fairly well. Yeah. You know? um, and that's normally the sort of thing that you would expect a, a more mature team uh, or, or a team with some more established leaders to be doing. Yep. Uh, but Canberra look al- almost like I've, I've seen prior Penrith teams. Looking on, I know the the overall feel of the team where they know the talent's there mm-hmm. and they know they should be winning games, things aren't sticking. Yep. Um, and, and that is incredibly frustrating for, for those guys on the field, obviously. But I'd like to see them calm it down a little. I'd, I'd like to see them really use that forward pack that they have yep. and play off the back of it. You know, you, you don't need... BJ and, and Rapana scoring incredible tries every single fucking set. Fuck, I think they take yeah. any tries from them at the moment. Yeah, they would. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's okay to roll up field and roll up field and then earn a couple of repeat sets Yep. and and then have one of your forwards crash through. You know, get, get back to just some very basic rugby league as to what you're good at, then get out to your fancy stuff from last year. The thing about this one is, it, well, I mean, it was, it was an upset, but it was, it wasn't like one of these last minute things, and it wasn't like, it, this was straight up Knights playing mm. well the entire time, the Raiders uh, came out terribly in the, in the, in the second half, um, but even then there was this time when they they sort of got a little bit of a, little bit of a sniff, and they got it back to like, I think 28-20, and then at that point the Knights could have been like hanging on for grim you know for grim yeah, death to, to, that's but, it. but they actually they they kept playing positively and they and they got the try to, to close proceedings for the afternoon and uh, you know blow it out a little I'm, bit more I'm really enjoying watching um, Brock Lamb play yeah as a young kid who has come into a a losing side or the losingest side ever yep um, you know he, he's playing with some guts and some some enthusiasm that belie his uh, his years. Well, he's certainly um, doing better than uh, poor old son of Golden Nuts who was thrust into the same same predicament <laughs> last year and uh, <laughs> didn't adapt uh, quite so well. Ouch. What have we got here? The Biggest Tiger. I really enjoy watching the Knights win, especially when they had when the when they crazy tries themselves to thirty four points. <laughs> I underscore am underscore a underscore warrior. Congrats. I sent this to the Knights. Congrats on a well-deserved win. Can you teach the Warriors how to have a backbone in the second half, please? Ouch. G Campbell underscore 88. Wait, what's going on? The boys get to sing the team song again twice in one season? This is outrageous. <laughs> and uh, Cattle Dog Blue. Admittedly, he was talking... Uh, when they started to come back at him, he was quite negative, but it, it, I'll give him his closing tweet, though. Uh, not only did Tarpany and Leilua get their pants pulled down, they leave Newcastle back to that shithole they now live in. Mm. Sour grace. Mitch the Geo. Get home from the game and there's a stain on my pants. Then he's got Hitler, which I presume is probably his lovely partner or, you know, whatever. Significant other. Is what? it? Or is Mitch the Geo the worst fucking typo in Twitter's history and it should be an N. Is he Mitch the Neo? Possibly. And what, so you think it, do you think it's a, a, a like a a large framed 
portrait of Hitler on the wall that speaks to him, or literally the Fuhrer is living in the Hunter, secretly the Knights fan. <laughs> Maybe Wayne Bennett's Hitler. He's about <laughs> the right age. Oh, that's true. How would he go with the little moustache, though? Oh, he shaved it. Fucking if you were Hitler, <laughs> would you still have it? Oh, you know, you'd think not if you wanted yeah. a great survival society. Exactly. <laughs> so... Anyway, I get home from the game and there's a stain on my pants. Hitler says, what's that stain? Me, beer, Hitler. Looks an awful lot like jizz to me. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the Roosters 48 defeated the Eels 10 at Allianz. A shit crowd, typical. Um, the Roosters 48 tries the Mitchell friend. Double <coughs> depot hat trick to fuckface. And um, Manu with tries as well. Uh, six of eight conversions to Gordon and two of two penalty goals. And the mm. 10 points for Eels tries to Gutho and Jennings. And Gutho one of two conversions. Yeah, un- unfortunate. I think, uh, what's his name, fucking lateral, yep. coming back in this game, caused more problems than his absence has ever solved. Yeah. Like, he'd, you know, he he scored scored that try, and you could almost just picture him in his room later that night writing his blog about how much they <laughs> underappreciated him and how they knew him in there. Um, much preferred, much bigger fan of Manu on the other side. Yeah. Who's come in... He's not an absolute little fucking shit kid who makes terrible defensive plays, gets his job done. Um, you know, the, the Parramatta defence has been fairly good this year and it's been very aggressive, but it's a very straight-up style of defence. Yep. They're going to come at you, they're going to come very, very hard, they're aggressive. Um, you saw what fucking Brown did to pretend tough man Napa. That was an absolutely sensational hit. I still think I still think we're going to see Napa in Origin, eh? Then I hope we see Brett in Origin too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd put him on the bench. Just. You are literally the first person in the world to ever have said that since. You know what? I, I just want his name on an extended bench. Yeah. Just so Napa shits himself all week. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> fraud. Um, but the the Roosters played with with a lot of depth. They played with a lot of speed. At, at first receiver and their passes were nice and wide yep. and they made a defence that's used to to coming straight up quickly play sideways yep. and the Eels defence just looked out of sorts all night Roosters took full advantage yep. I was love to know where that came from too because they haven't that's the first time this season that the Roosters have displayed that kind of shape consistently mm. you know, for an entire game and mm. stuck to it and because the, the, when they were winning their games, though, they won the first four or whatever of the season. Um, they weren't winning them like that, no, at all. So uh, obviously, be a bit of work going in on the uh, on the rep, rep weekend of bye weekend, and uh, yeah, pay the dividends. There's apparently a new strategist in the house. Yeah, and a bit the of races. a strategist. I mean, you know, he didn't have a very good run as a as a head coach, but uh, mm. but uh, obviously, yeah, you know, yeah, perhaps yeah. it's the players. You look at the look at the Queensland. State of origin team. Yep. You know, they got guys who weren't you know. They're somewhat different. I mean those guys would coach themselves, you would imagine. Yeah, but but they got guys in there who weren't wanted NRL coaches. Yeah. Running the actual strategy behind the game plan. Yeah. So um yeah, but it's interesting. I mean just immediate dividends, I mean if that's the JT effect then once again puts a spotlight on the Tigers again, uh 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't you know? Why couldn't he do it with those guys, or why couldn't they do it for him? You know, he, I, mean, I imagine he'd be trying to show them the same thing. Mm. But uh, yeah, MJ Eagle twenty three, uh, Michael Gordon sixteen, Eels ten, NRL Gordon Eels, <laughs> uh, Bud Smoko, Freddie DeFergo. How do you get those hands into those tight spaces? What training do you do? I didn't listen to Channel Nine coverage. I, I was. Uh, if, if, that, oh, if that was a real line, my God. Uh, at JAA91. Just watched nine. Just watched Nine's coverage for the first time this year. Safe to say I'd rather the pink milkshake stiletto option. <laughs> never again. Yeah. I'm telling you, go volume down. Yep. I'll never go back. Back again this weekend, I would imagine, in a more, what, pleasant, happy, less depressed disposition. Thrilled. Thr- oh, thrilled to be back this week is Nat Sinclair. Ask Nat. Hello. Yeah, oh, look at that. How chipper. Look, a complete Sorry, 180. <laughs> I love football. I love my job. I love NRL. I love my Panthers. The sun's shining. Birds are chirping. Absolutely nothing can bring me down until Sunday. <laughs> Look at that, you're already preparing yourself for a return. 100%. Look, it's just exciting that either Panthers or Knights will win two games in a row. I think that's, that's a win for everybody. So. Oh, rugby league is, is truly um, the winner in this case. Absolutely. So, you know, praise the less fortunate. One of us is going to get lucky. Yep, yep. All right. Um, so, so this this, this week with the questions, we've got a lot of questions this week, but... Uh, this and I've, and I've selected the finest ones, and also yeah. the ones where they're, they're they're challenging you. And uh, the, I love that. the first one, the first ones are Hammers. Uh, he's a Titans fan, and he's got an interesting comment on the Titans this week. Nat, stop paying overs for players that are past it. Can you name who on this oh, current sorry. list? Who can you name on this current list that paid overs for compared to say Tamau and Merrin? You know what? I completely agree with you. I think Tom Allen and Marion were terrible buys. Um, so not so much Marion, but Tom Allen, oh, I, was just, I was distraught when we signed him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Jared Haynes is who I'm referring to there. And look, you know what? He's playing really well at the moment, so good on him, but still paying overs. Yep, yep. And I mean, and, and, I mean you might have been distraught with Tom Allen, though, but I mean, he's certainly returning more on, yeah. on his investment than Marion is. Oh, uh, look... They're both okay yep. on the weekend, and when I say okay, I mean there's a whole bunch of plays in reserve grade that will be playing better than them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Look, I don't. I'm never a big fan of, of paying for a lot of money for anybody. Yep. Um, and I just don't think Tom has been good since literally about maybe 2014. Yeah. When, when 2015, when the Cowboys won the premiership, and um, I just don't think I don't know what it is. It's just I would never have paid what we paid yeah. for him, but that's up to the club, and hopefully, Marin. You know, he did a lot last year. He did. Um, he was very good last yep. year. Um, this year it's not looking as good, but you know, hopefully he can get some form back. But yeah, look with Jared Hayne, he's doing well this year. But I stand by the fact that last year Titans were looking really good, and then he came and they started looking bad, and that's a fact. They won a lot more games without him. Um, their general attitude, demeanour was better without him, um, and then it kind of all went a bit wrong when he came. Yeah, and to so the point where it's taken them like you know another half a season to. It has to get used to him being there. And look, I like Jared, and I, I hope he does well. I actually like him, um, but. And I think he'd be good for Origins. Well, I hope he's first pick. Um, but it's taken them a while to get used to him. And, and for that reason, yes, they're paying too much for somebody who didn't do a good thing to the team when he was meant to. Yep. So, there we go. <laughs> 
will will uh, will will escape. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Beer boy one eight two said, "Can you take phones on the field during games?" Oh yeah. Did you did the cat suit have? This week, well, the second one was did the cat suit have pockets? Uh, no, we can't take phones on the field, and no, the cat suit didn't have um, pockets, and I had the game off. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and so, so when, so when you when uh, during the course of a game, basically, if you're not dancing, you're just sort of just sitting there watching the game in case the camera lands on you. Watching the game, yep, yep. <laughs> which is just such a foreign concept to some. But yeah, that's what we're there for. That's right. I mean, like you, you wouldn't need to worry about that. I mean, you're watching the game anyway, obviously. No, but like the the, the, one, the ones that are, that are more dance oriented than than footy oriented, they've, the, the the idea is they've just got just got to sit there and just you know pretty, at least feign interest in the game. Do you know my work, my thing that I hate the most is when they will be, because we sit behind, um, usually when there's someone kicking, yep. more often than not we'll be sitting yep. behind them, just the chance, like the way it is. Yeah. Anyway, so say if um, the other team scores, um, so we are sad because the other team scored, I'm not happy, I'm filthy with the world, and they're like, oh, we might be on TV. And it's like, if you're on TV, you better look bloody sad because otherwise you look stupid. So <laughs> I can't stand that, but that's what a lot of them are waiting for. <laughs> uh, what are we got? Ma- uh, Mad Dog underscore no space says, um, the Broncos have given all of the hosts consecutive L's. Can you all explain why you hate us so much? I don't hate the Broncos at all. Really? <laughs> I'm actually one of the people who doesn't. Nah, yeah, well, you know. literally when you say you're one of the people who don't, you look like literally one person. You, one. it's you. But I don't think it's funny when they lose. Yeah, because um, they do get a pretty good um, rap when it comes to refereeing, um, scheduling, home games, things like that. They get it. They get it better than everybody else. But I don't. I don't hate them as a team at all. Yeah. I kind of feel a bit sorry for them after 2015. You know, I have sympathy for them. Oh, I didn't. That was hilarious. Empathy for them. <laughs> 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 That's like you hear, you, you know, there's a movie with a bully or something, and they get to come up and do you feel sorry for the bully? Of course not. Oh, yeah, it's very true, never. though. Very, I feel yeah. sorry for Ben Hunt. There we go. <laughs> never been the same. Never been the same. Never forget. It's true. It's true. Giannis underscore Mateus said If scientists can find a cure for AIDS, why can't they A, find a way to determine if a ball is passed forward, B, get the NRL to use that technology, yeah. and C, determine why Paul Kent gets such a prominent role in the league despite being a huge cunt? Oh, God. Agree, agree, and agree. It's ridiculous. I just be—I mean, what a touch up is there for? It's, it's, it's so stupid. Um, these forward parts—it's not—it's not a hard one to pick up. It's not a hard one. And um, if it looks a bit forward, chances are nine times out of ten, it's gone forward. So I think they're worried about calling one forward when it might have gone backwards. That's probably not going to ever happen. Yep. So you know, we may yep. as well. And you know what it annoys me? To, like, why can't the bunker rule on forward passes? Why not? What else are they there for? Yep. If a forward pass leads to a try and it wasn't picked up on it, it should not be a try if a forward passes. And how many times have we seen games run off, try scored from forward passes, like what happened to the Sharks this week? Yep. They won that game from a forward pass. Yep. And the Dragons were really good that whole game. And Yeah, anyway. Yeah, and it's particularly ones like... The ones that you know they look they look terrible. They're clearly forward. You know, there's yeah. it's, there's no argument about the line ball and you know direction out of the hands and all that yeah. sort of thing because it just happened. You know, it could yeah, be ten centimeters each way. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, there are these ones yeah. that are you know literally like you know two meters forward, and there's no question about it. Those ones yeah. at least. I mean, if they're too hard to rule on, then that's fine. But they, those obvious ones, the, the obvious look, ones are obvious. Yeah, so. If a player has to run forward and put his arms out to catch the ball, mm-hmm. it's been passed forward. Yeah. That's logical. 
And so many times we see this happen, they're like, oh, the ball is floated forward. Well, don't throw it in a manner in which it will float forward then. Yep. Like, I just, nah. Yep. Beyond me. And Paul Kemp, beyond me as well. Yep. <laughs> Barge asks 86. As a Panthers tragic, were you more disappointed with the first half or the second half? Given the second half confirms Griffin as the head coach for the next five years. I'm not a I'm not a Griffin hater. I've said it before on this show. Like I'm not I'm not a coach blamer. Yep. Um, I'm not a coach blamer at all. So um, I'm fine with Griffin being the coach. Um, I I'm fine with him. Um, and obviously I was very disappointed in the first half of the game. But I don't Griffin's not the one playing. Um, I wish Griffin would play some of our good young forwards um, instead of like some other players. But I'm sure, you know, that hopefully will happen in, in due course. And he's not the only coach out there that picks um, questionable teams. So I'm, I'm fine with Griffin being there. Well, okay. He's not playing. Yep. Yeah. Well, that is true. I mean, and, and I find that there's not enough there's not enough uh, scrutiny put on teams sometimes for the way they play. But I, I, I do feel that Griffin's well, close. To... Sorry, go ahead. Look at the Tigers. You blame the, yeah. you blame the performance of the Tigers for the past five years on Jason Taylor or, and Mick Potter and whatnot. And... Like, it's not their fault. And I think Tigers will get really... They'll get a lot better next year when they've got a team full of, you know, free from drama and players want to be there, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But at any point, was Jason Taylor playing out on their field? And and Ivan Cleary, who's a fantastic coach in, uh, in my book, is getting a similar result. Like, what they showed on, on Friday was fairly first-grade standard, but that was... Like, a lot of that was towards some players who didn't want to be there, mm-hmm. and they weren't turning up. So, uh, effectively, you've got empty spaces. Yeah. Um, and that's not the coach's fault. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I think the coach sometimes is a scapegoat, and it's avoiding actually. You know, I think a lot of times fans and players, and and you know, we can't ever blame the precious players, but sometimes you can yeah. because they continually don't turn up. So yeah, I think that's one of these things, isn't it? Yeah, especially in that example you're giving there with Moses was just like arm was tackling, wasn't it? Yeah. That's, that's a disgrace. Honestly, it's a disgrace. It's an, and how sad is it that Ivan actually had to, he realised the only, like, he had to let him go. Yeah. Because it was detrimental to the team. Yeah. That's just, he should be ashamed of himself, honestly. Um, and I read someone said, someone somewhere said that chances are any chance of him playing rap football. To be honest, I don't think he'd play rap football anyway. Yeah, I don't think but so. But it, it should, it should. Any other coach should look at that and be like, is this kid real? Yeah, well, he, he that that was the biggest like like almost like willful looking you know sort of tank job that one of the biggest oh, ones you've ever that. seen, and yet mm-hmm. Tim Simone was actually putting money on, and he I never know, looked like he was tanking it that badly. He wasn't. He wasn't at all. And it's just you know, I, I really hope Parramatta. No offense, to those fans out there. Hope they get smashed this weekend so he can see that the grass is not green on the other side. Um, and that you can't just throw a tantrum in business and in, at your job and get what you want and it'll work out. So I really actually wish that it doesn't go well for him. I don't wish good things upon him. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And finally, from Ben Dunn 43 is, considering you hate the sharks, do you also hate puppies and kittens? Uh, <laughs> oh, God, Dan. I'm sorry. Who thinks the sharks are lovable? Seriously. Yeah, you, you've you've rustled so you've rustled some fans by your words by your words that you've uh, about their team over the last uh, couple of weeks. <laughs> you've got them rustled. I don't know what it is. Hey, I just don't know what it is about them. I think it's uh, half Paul Gallon. I mean, Gallon could be the could be the about could be peptides. It could be the the, the cocaine yeah, culture. It could be there's so, yeah, there's so thing. many things. Like I don't like him very much. It could be you that know, the like fans were talking about you know bags of dicks the other week when they beat you guys. 
Yeah, that, that scarred me. You know, some players I like from the Sharks. I like Wade Graham and I like Luke Lewis. Yep. Two players. Those, those, really those, like. those Penrith Sharks. Um, I like Valentine Holmes. I like Valentine Holmes. And I know there's some listeners that also like Valentine So. <laughs> yeah, you got some competition there. Yeah, exactly. We can all stalk Valentine together. <laughs> So there you go. Um, yeah, there, there is there, there is no answer. Puppies and kittens are great. Sharks aren't. That's not. End of story. End of story. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right. So you got a happy you got a happy week ahead. You can enjoy enjoy you know a full seven days of. Yeah. Look, I I'm scared the night like we lose the night. Oh my god. You think I was suicidal the past few weeks? Like this is going to be next level. And I, I, I like it. That's not okay. I feel like here we've got this opportunity to win two in a row. And then going to a bye, which means we have three consecutive two points in a row. And it's just glorious to me. So I really please pray that we beat the Knights. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure now because the Knights looked really good last week. They were fantastic. And I love them. But I don't love them enough for them to beat us. No, you don't, you don't love them enough, enough to sacrifice your own happiness and, and mental well-being. Oh, no. Any other... Oh, they're close. I, I, you know, I, nothing is better than seeing the Knights win. I love that team. But... Not when it's you. <laughs> I don't know when it's your team. They've had their two wins this season. They've doubled last year, so they're good to go now. So when you say you love that team, are you talking about the love of love like that. the team that's like over the last two years that just gets just been getting pounded? So it's like good to see the underdog win, or are you talking about like a, a love for the Knights over a long time? No, 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 no. Knights love them the past few years. Okay. The current Knights squad yep. that tries their heart out every week, every single week, even when they're down by forty, they still try. Um, that team I love. Not a team that wins all the time. Okay. I can't love a team that wins all the time. No, that's right. <laughs> I was wondering if there was any particular <laughs> affinity for the Newcastle area or it was just this lovable, no, lovable ragtag no. gang of losers. Yeah, it's great. I love them. All right. Good. Just had to clear that up. No, the whole segment of Knights fans are about to start claiming you, I think. But, uh... Panthers, I'm there. But not if you have, obviously, yeah, not if the Panthers win. Well, best of yeah, luck. Best of luck for the coming game. Um, I, hope, I hope you get two wins in a row. Thank that would be fantastic. And, Thank uh, you. I hope Manly win for you after last week's yeah. you know, um, decline. It was a decline. Well, yeah. it was so much a decline. I mean, they, 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 they bashed out of it. And I mean, and it wasn't illegal. I'm not going to be one of these guys that's like, oh, you know, blah, blah, they broke the rules. They didn't. It wasn't the, it wasn't the Broncos' yeah. fault. But I do yeah. think that it did, show, uh, it did show a particular use case for a rule where it's you know oh, where it's think, wrong and it could yeah, be and it could be you know what, because he was in because I'll say it for you it was disgraceful it was disgraceful and to, for Tommy Trevor as well like one of the nice guys as well and I know it doesn't matter if they're nice or not nice but that was it was shit to see that happen to him yeah. um, really shit to see that happen to him yeah and exactly and, and um, I mean it, and what and the way well. it happened like it wasn't illegal according to the, the rules but but what happened to him is exactly why the 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 kick, the, the, the kick receiver is protected on off the full you know off a ball on the full yeah. so that's exactly what they're protecting people from so the fact that bounced you know is uh yeah no it's, it's, it's getting technical but at, at the end of the day like it shouldn't happen uh, and hopefully we can use this incident to go forward and make sure it doesn't happen again because he could have been more into than he is like he's got six to eight weeks that's not good but it could have been worse yeah I mean and I was talking they thought could have like, been everything like he could have done everything yeah. to that like and been out for the whole season so yeah literally and for someone a young kid like that that stalled his progression with State of Origin, mm-hmm. which might then in turn stall his progression with Australia because he's that good. He will be playing for these teams. Yeah, yeah. And we've just brought yeah. his career back a couple of years right now with that one accident. And yeah. then the Broncos have the nerve of, to tweet about oh, it yeah. like they, they did. I'm sorry, like, 
hello, that that was that was stupid. Yep, yep. That was just for me what they tweeted about that. So, and I know they apologised, but you still did it. Yeah, they pol- they apologised after they got caught. First, they tried to just like quickly delete it and hope no one saw it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but everyone saw it. That's the worst thing about Twitter. Like, there's screenshots that happen. Yeah, and people and always people get them. See it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was really weak from them. Um, but yeah, hopefully Tommy Turbo can get better and yeah, gives him a chance to try something else. As, as good as he was doing. Yeah. yeah. Lewis Brown in at fullback, and uh, away we go. Oh, he is the savior. He's the answer to all, <laughs> all manly problems. Lewis Brown at fullback. Yeah, he was the answer to all your problems too because he left. <laughs> when he left, <laughs> he wasn't that bad. Hey, I swear I do not remember him being that bad at Penrith. I really don't. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think he was He's used okay. sparingly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, anyway, it is what it is. But uh, yes, hopefully we get a reversal of fortunes this week and uh, hopefully no, no, one get, no one getting injured for long periods of time. But um, yeah. thanks very much for your time once again. And uh, it's great to, it's great no to, it's great to hear you in a, in a more positive frame of mind now. What a difference a week yeah. makes. And uh, and I hope. I know. Hopefully next week we can. Yeah, I hope we talk to you next week and you're in the same bubbly mood, and uh, because a setback to the Knights could, you know, that's definitely like you know one step uh, forward, two steps back. If you, <laughs> it may be your, it may be rock bottom. <laughs> There'll be no more happiness after that. There'll be no more happiness for the rest of the year. So let's just, everyone on Team Panthers this week. All right, there we go. <laughs> and if you have questions, as you did this, as you did this week, guys. I mean, if you want to, you know, write War and Peace down on and take a screenshot of your Notepad app, that's that's fine. We can work with that. Just uh, hashtag Ask Nat with your tweet, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to it on the show next week. Previews this week, uh, round 11, kicking off on uh, Thursday night with the Sharkies taking on the Cowboys at Reclaim Australia Stadium. Look, I mean, I, th- I think that, uh, yeah, fantastic improvement shown by the Cowboys against uh, renowned pub side Bulldogs. Mm. Sharkies weren't great last week, but on the whole, they're rolling pretty well. And they're doing that really annoying thing at the moment where they can play absolutely diabolically badly and still do just enough to get the win. Yes. And uh, when teams, generally speaking, when teams uh, you know do that sort of thing, eventually it clicks for them. And, and um, it's still too early to click for the Sharks, you know, if, you, if you're talking about tapering for a premiership bid. But um, I just think at the moment they're playing well within themselves and still winning. And uh, I dare say they're going to prove to be a stauncher opposition than the, than the, the Bulldogs certainly displayed. Agree. And I think the Sharkies are about 10. Um, the Warriors take on St. George Illawarra Dragons at the pub game on Friday mm. evening 6pm in Waikato. Really? Yep. Sensational. Um, still no Widder back for the Dragons. Still no Dukes. Yep. Back for the Dragons. Aiken's out. Aiken's out as well. Um, in saying that, again, the, the Dragons had some spectacular control of the ball. I think if they display that again, they're going to frustrate the Warriors. I think if we get like a 92% completion Dragon side, and the, the, you know what? The Dragons play for 80 minutes. Yep. That alone puts them in the box seat against a team like the Warriors, to be honest. Definitely. 
Um, yeah, and I, and I admit I was I was thinking about warriors initially, but I'm, I'm I've, I've convinced myself that I'm going to go the dragons. I think. And the one secret we- weapon they have is that nightingales there for the dragons. And every now and again, you know, on the right play, you can just like shit out, oh, cook, bro, cook, and they'll <laughs> think it's a warrior, and they'll fuck their players up. Psychological warfare by the dragons. The volume up for that one. Yeah. Brisbane Broncos take on the West Tigers. It's the uh, evening game, Friday night football, Suncorp Stadium. Mm, um, I'm not convinced about the Broncos, however. Yeah, I'm less convinced. About the Tigers, yeah. About what they put up against Souths? It's kind of like a... Well, yeah, I mean, so now we've got Moses gone. So Woods is returning. And I guess we just need to see what the West Tigers look like without Moses in the club at all. Not like a temporary situation. Yeah. Where he's injured or he's suspended or whatever. This is it. He's gone now. Little John will replace him in the six at the at, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, like, interesting to see... I still don't think that the Tigers are going to win this week, but uh, it's more like a wait and I, see. Let's see what sort of Tigers show up now. I, I don't think the Tigers in any way, shape or form have the power up front to deal with Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, James Roberts comes back into the side, and I think if he's fully fit, there's going to be enough gaps for him to look at and sniff around. Yep. They probably won't leave him just fucking completely unmarked from a scrum, but, <laughs> you know. Yes. Uh, Saturday afternoon, the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Gold Coast Titans down at Hope Solo Coliseum. Well, unfortunately for the unfortunately for the Titans, the Sarge is out. The talisman, the uh, the SA, the reason they beat the Storm. He's well, uh, <laughs> he's he's out. He's out. The storm are too afraid to run down that side all night. No Sarge, mm. no Sarge, no chance. Mm, Manly thirteen plus, even without Tommy Turbo. Brings Dale Copley into the side. Um, yeah, I, I think this Titans team's riding high on confidence, and I think they'll be too much. Yeah, in front of a, in front of a, uh, no, what'll no doubt be a be a small home crowd. Mm. <laughs> They'll uh, be treated to the Titans getting absolutely fucking slaughtered. Have you heard this talk about you know Don for Origin? Yes, I have. And then have you also heard the talk about Don being a fucking you know boring, you know get, just gets his job done player? So like Darius Boyd on the wing for Queensland. Mm. Is that what you talking about? Man, a, a couple of the fucking plays, like, you know, I don't know if it actually exists, but watch a Don highlight reel. Yeah. Like, where he's sort of, um, you know, a, a kick's come through and he's not going to get to it. Yeah. So he stuck the boot out and kicked it forward again, and then Haynes run through and and scored. Yeah. Some of those plays wouldn't look out of place. State of Origin Field. Yeah, I'm just putting that down to, like, you know, media, you know, Origin hungry media people at the moment just trying to get some you yeah. know discuss it on Twitter Twill Nation yeah I'm just not sure about it um I have seen the articles and I, there's maybe his his management company of you know sponsored got, yeah gotten the yeah. year of the you know like how about we talk our guys chances up for Origin <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not sure look at the end of the day like a, a competent winger is a competent winger mm. and and Origin games certainly aren't won or lost you know no you know, in in battles between competent wingers, so I guess he could if there was some injury cross. So I just feel like there's probably a few guys ahead of him, and maybe they're not wingers. They're guys that are going to be pushed out there through you know the well, positional no shuffle. No man saw, so I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, where are we? The Eels take on the Raiders. ANZ Stadium. 
this is tough. I would have thought that, you know before last week's ga- uh, game, I thought the Eels were humming along and kind of building a little bit towards something. Um, it's tough. Papali's back. I think a Normanless it, Eels get yeah. get done by an even out of sorts Raiders. And I believe Moses has been confirmed to start now, hasn't he? I mean, in the team list he's here in 21, but mm-hmm. I think he's actually going to be playing mm-hmm. in the uh, in the seven. So, look, I think uh, I think Papali comes back uh, after his uh, you know, club imposed suspension for his uh, his indiscretions and uh, knocking on himself. Uh, look, I think he's going to relish the chance to run it to, to run at Mitchell Moses a little bit again. Uh, surely the Raiders get it together now. I mean, Parramatta are a team that don't have their shit together enough. Yeah, look, after a bad loss, you'd, you'd hope that you get Newcastle the next week. If that bad loss is to Newcastle, this is probably the next best option at the moment. Ooh, it's cold as ice. Normanless, no Bevan French. Yep, yep. Brand new half coming in who who's already a turnstile. Yep. Yep. You know, fairly disjointed team. Yep. The Knights take on the Panthers in Newcastle. Sunday afternoon. Here we go. You know, if the the Newcastle Knights are, are riding high. You know, they've they've beaten that many fucking premiership favourites. They went within one point of last year's premiers. Yep. So this is gonna take you know, every ounce of effort that Penrith has. And I believe it will be a repeat against um, of our last game. I'm going to pick Penrith with no great confidence because I just have more confidence in them being able to maybe put two efforts together. But then again, they didn't really put an effort together, did they? They put half an effort together. Whereas the Knights are good, you know, pretty much from, you know, for the whole running of the match. Mm. It's fucking tough, man. I have no confidence. This I'm gonna say Penrith because I mean obviously Penrith at face value are a better team, but whether they perform to that, this is a question. Also because it's your fucking birthday, and it'd be sad if I stabbed you on your birthday. That's my birthday. Yes, I did. Oh, was it birthday? It's all good. Um, the doggies take on the Roosters. ANZ, 4 p.m. Channel Nine game. Hmm. Last week, unchanged. Outfit for the Roosters. That's it. Yeah. Um, also, also for the Dogs, Reynolds. Still not inside. Correct. Not even named on an extended bench. And they so, have not even they haven't even changed their starting lineup after that lackluster performance yeah. as well. Um, so it's two un, two unchanged sides coming. No in. passion, no chance. I think the Roosters get this one. Yeah. Sunday evening, the Rabbitohs take on the Storm. I think because the Storm are not the Tigers. And NIB, this is over in Perth, right? Yes. Because the Storm are not the Tigers, um, the Rabbits won't get up for this one. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Yeah, plus you you remember how the Storm played it when they almost lost to the Tigers. Yeah. Remember yep. the defensive effort they came out with the next week? Yeah, I'm expecting to see a lot of control, a lot of forced dropouts, yeah. things like that from the Storm this week. And uh, and probably a lot less latitude when defending weird weird kicks and things like that as well. I think they're going to be cleaning that shit up a lot better. Like the poor fucking air hostess or host on the 
flight to Perth is going to be cleaning a lot of fucking blood-stained gauze yep. out of the uh, the bathrooms on the Storm's plane. Word. So, yeah, okay, Storm and, uh, you know, potentially Storm by plenty. Done. full time for episode 255 thanks for listening everyone um, as always you can interact with us on Twitter so follow at TWI League we're also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League and um, thanks again for the people who share that shit around each week it's fantastic love your love you long time iTunes we've got a new review this week by someone by the name of Tigers in Decline Ugh. and I uh, said a great podcast these guys are hilarious and this is coming from a Tiger supporter keep up the good work fantastic um, gee I mean what kind of tiger supporter are you calling yourself tigers in decline? An honest one. Yeah. <laughs> a realistic one. Well, we have the biggest tiger. Yeah, we do. We now have the honest tiger. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. Super coach, the lineup is as follows. Uh, Lucky Punks, NZ underscore Magpie 54, Ebenezer Rascals, Junior Mints, Dingbats, Lamb of God, Sismi Timbers, The Wendells, Seaweed Steelers, and Odie McOatface. Oof. Which is pretty much the same collection, just shuffled the deck around a little bit. Tipping, however. Are, are these basically the only guys that are still putting their teams in on Thursdays? Basically, I think okay. they're just they're just the ones that got their teams right early and so could build up a base and then so they just a, a lead that they can kind of maintain and then they shuffle the deck around to see who actually gets to be the winner Fantastic. in the end. Uh, tipping, though, it was a bit of a tipocalypse last week, I think. Um, not a great deal of, of good scores. I mean, I think getting four out of eight was probably a very good effort mm. or a par effort. Mm. But with a score of six out of eight in round 10, Maka has uh, surged to the lead Oof. solo. Uh, one point back, we've got Terry G, the underscore Rascals, and Mikus. And then a point further back, we've got John Yebitnar, Hammerhead Thrust Eagle, moving up the charts. Uh, One-Eyed Tiger, underscore Matty R, and TBI Dragons. I think TBI Dragons was on top last time, so two out of, yeah, yeah getting two last week. Cost them dearly. Ouch. So that's it. So we time for. It's getting fucking late. Tired as fuck. I know. And, uh... Yeah, and there's a, a long show for the for the people who like it long. Who so like the long? Who like getting the long one for hours? That's how late it is. I'm not even jumping on that long one. He's got no energy to jump on a long no. one right now. No. <laughs> At all. <laughs> Don't even give a birthday kiss. Ah. <laughs> uh. I should have bought you a flashlight. <laughs> got out a picture of Tommy Turbo crying and put it up above it. That uh, should have been your present. I could have got you to put my Jamie Lyon mask on. You use a flashlight. You do go. You do go out of the room occasionally. <laughs> you, you wouldn't want to look at the back of that picture. <laughs> oh, that's it. We are so fucking tired. Clearly, Panthers undefeated. Premiership run starts here. Panthers undefeated. I can't even say undefeated May because they, that's not true. It's a shame. Yeah. So you're going to win every game all the way through. Every game. How many points is that going to leave you on? We've got two buys. Yeah, that's true. So you might be able to win those. We've got three buys, technically, because we've got Newcastle. <sighs> all right, there you go. Put it out there, Knights fans. 
And they are, they are a passionate minority, the Knights fans. Yeah. They will fucking come back at you now. If the Knights win, you well, will have to deal with your, with your words. According to Mitch's tweet, they come back on themselves. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. Anyway, we out of here. Good night. <laughs>